Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Dudes With Ears Podcast, episode 29. I am Joe, and joining me are my co-host, Matthew. Hello. Mr. Darren. Goodbye. The video broadcast is being streamed live to Facebook and YouTube. The audio version of our podcast can be found on all major podcasting platforms by searching for Dudes With Beards Podcast. Please visit dwbshow.com for all links. On this show, we will be discussing a new plasma thruster concept that can make space travel 10 times faster. Science. Tesla Vision will soon be able to detect new objects. A bunch of new objects coming in, uh, it appears. Rethinking the levelized cost of electricity. That's pretty cool stuff. New 420-watt solar panels from Tesla. Electrify America to double EV chargers by 2025. New air conditioner refrigerant to extend electric vehicle range. And Amazon acquires the Facebook satellite internet team. Yeah, I kind of threw that one in there because it was such a short one, but it was kind of kind of cool. I, yeah, I didn't see anything on I didn't see anywhere. that posted anywhere. anywhere. Like it just came out of it just I just I just it just popped up in my news feed one day. Anywhere? I didn't even know that Facebook was in the satellite game. That's why I went ahead and threw it in there. I think we, when we covered that, like the very first time we were talking about like Starlink and stuff, maybe one of the first episodes when we talked about it. Because we knew we Amazon. talked about Amazon. What's theirs? Is it Ke not Kepler? Is it Kepler? What was I think there? I don't remember. It was called Kepler. And then we, I think they said something about Facebook. Yeah, because we were talking about like where they were going to be up in you know their altitude compared to where right. Tesla was and, then, and all yeah. that. Was it Kepler? Amazon Kepler? I don't remember. Coopler? I don't Kepler, Cooper, however you pronounce it. But yeah, that's that's going to be close. Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys, uh, I read through that, and uh, it's pretty cool. Um, less competition, but for hmm. what they're doing, I, I don't know. Nah, we'll see. Whatever. Um, I don't have any exciting news this podcast. Do you guys? You have anything exciting? I turned forty-one. <laughs> Man, you're old. Isn't he on, old? On he is the eleventh. You're, you're so Cancer. Old. Come on, guys. Whoop whoop. Yeah, whatever. Oh, aren't wait. you still the young, aren't you the youngest though? Yeah, I will always be the youngest. I don't well, know how I can not be we the ever, youngest. I mean, if we ever get a fourth or have a guest, you well, may hold on, be hold on. Now, never mind. I'm not going to go there because I, I, ups, <laughs> um, I you're not going to go. Over, you're not going to rant this early. I clearly upset you the other day, so I won't go there. What? Who? Yesterday, what? Him? Matt. What? Yeah. Yesterday? What? Yeah. What do you mean? Ups. What? When when you guys said I needed to take a break and yada oh, yada no, yada, and oh. I said uh, uh, nope, <laughs> it wasn't upsetting. Think. It just we don't need to talk about that. Oh, no, yeah. it's it's the final act of living. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> what's it's not upset? It was just like that was ridiculous. Dying. That's it. Oh, yeah. we're, we're, that's your we're, final we're act. Dying every day. Whoa, you know? but we we got a while for that. We are so. dying. Yeah. <laughs> you have anything? You would like to share? Uh, yes, I, I do have some news I would like to share. I want to personally thank Joe for all the extra hard work he puts in to the show. Because he does. Yeah. He does a I lot. Will. He does a lot more than, than we do. And we try to help him out. Way and, more than me. You know, he's doing uh, shorts for TikTok, you know, doing all the, the stuff for uh, YouTube, breaks down our whole episode into little segments. And he writes all the show notes, yada, yada, yada. So, hey, I appreciate that. But I mean, it, you know, if I didn't like doing it, I would have already told you guys. So, if I get tired of it ever, or until we can hire somebody else to do <laughs> it. So, so, speaking of getting tired of it, before we started, Joe's like, hey, who's going to do the intro this time? And I'm like, 
it can't it wait is it's always you so it doesn't have to be if do you think it would be okay if someone else did the intro well and if someone else did the intro but we sit in like would that person sit in the middle or is it okay we could switch it up like what do you guys i think that would be strange i I think we don't have to switch the seats i think we can i think i'll do the intro next time oh god and then you do the intro Ah. and then We can put up a poll. Now that's not fair because a I've done it. Tw- I, I've done it twenty nine times. You guys got to do it twenty nine times each. What? Then we will vote. What? That's like three or, years. Or, down or, the road. or we each do it thirty. <laughs> three years. Down the road. Okay. Here, here's here's what we can do. We can. Well, we kind of did this on, on like our outtake of the beer <laughs> video. We can we can do it and then post it on like TikTok or yeah. something. But you guys will be prepared this time. Matt did it pretty good. The the, the on the outtake, but he had had a. He, he he had had a few drinks. A lot of liquid courage, man. <laughs> I Maybe was, we'll do that for. TikTok. I was doing it to be funny. Well, Matt was too, but it was actually pretty good. <laughs> well, the first like we we the, kind the, of the made fun of him the first time, and the second and the one second was one. pretty good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. he was like monotone drone. So if you're wondering what the heck we're talking about, go to Beer Drop uh, Review Episode One. Go all the way to the end. Watch it first. Well, we would appreciate that, of course. But yeah. if you go all the way to the end to episode one and watch the, like the last fifteen seconds, it's like a little outtake after we had already showed like our outro or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, you, you, you'll because Darren does it too. So it's always the like the outtakes are always the best of anyone's videos. It's like, <laughs> oh, you get to see this like crazy it, like it, raw moment of people, right. and it it makes you know that they're human. Yes, yeah, you know? very personable. It, it's I like it. it a lot. What, you were going to say something before Darren was talking about no, just the whole you oh. saying someone else can do the intro gotcha. and I think it's weird. I don't think so. Nope. You can always mix it up. Doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. He's scared of change. Just like when I listen to Dave Ramsey, and it's not Dave <laughs> Ramsey doing the intro to the show, and it's one yeah. Of so his... he's got like other people now. Is that one out here? Oh yeah, it's a it's a Ramsey Solutions now. So well, I mean, he's probably. Wanting to step away at some point, I'm sure he's he's, oh, he's what, 60? yeah he's worried about his legacy. Yeah, yeah, he's like, but he's got his daughter. I mean, she's written books and they've done stuff together. Yeah. Chris Hogan, yeah, yeah that's right. is that fans. is that Hulk Hogan's son? Uh, cousin. Okay, really from from his brother's uncle. <laughs> yes, twice removed. Serious. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so you forgot to ask. Uh, what are we drinking tonight? I was just getting ready to go there. No, I oh. went there before you. No, look, that, see, that was uh, no. That was next up. Oh my God! So, what are you drinking? What are you up? drinking, Darren? I am drinking Omega Haze. Omega Haze. Omega Haze. I can't, Omega I can't Haze. remember. From uh, Warped Wing in Dayton, Ohio. Ohio. And what is it? You remember? Tangerine something or other. Tangerine IPA. Okay. It's, it's what was it like? Uh, it's like five eight or six five eight percent. Uh, I think it's six. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So they um because the one I drank before this was. Uh, eight and it did not taste like an eight and I drank it way too fast. So I don't remember if they made that one last summer or not. I think they did, or it might've just been the hydro haze, but, uh, I got, uh, I tried it. I think we tried it. Maybe we did try it there. Maybe April brought one home and then I had her get me a case of it. And then that was the last one of my case. But I think from the first one to that one, normally IPAs, you want to drink them as soon as you can because they're, they just usually taste better, fresher. But for whatever reason, I don't know if it was the tangerine or what, like when I had, I had two yesterday when I was mowing, 
I thought they tasted better it's, it's, than when it's, it's I first super, had it. It's super fruity and juicy. It's really and good. Did you try all, one? Nope. I had a uh, <laughs> certainly uncertain or whatever that was from Jack yes. Certainly oh uncertain. I've God. got I've got one of those in the fridge. That was so good. Yeah. So what what it was the uh, so it was uh, Roaring Lion and then what was the uh, Dream Pillow? Dream Pillow. Those were like they're both like uh, New England style IPAs. I thought one of them might have been a Dippa, but maybe not. Those are really really good. And that mm-hmm. was what like in the spring, Something February, like that, March, yeah. April. And then they just came out with that certainly uncertain, which was in that same style. And the way you can tell is because of the can art has a similar, um, has a similar like can a quilt art. to me, or like yeah, stitching, like a tapestry or, quilt. Yeah. And there's probably a story. I just haven't looked it up. Sorry. Um, if you know, then uh, let us know. But uh, yeah, it was all of those were all three of them have been excellent. Mm-hmm. And then Darren's got the PBR. You're gonna you gonna glass it? What? I don't. I honestly don't think I've ever drank a PBR out of a glass. I don't know that I have either. Yeah, I don't think so. It looks so dark from here, just from the table or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a uh, Taft's uh, Taft's Brewing down in Cincinnati. Uh, it's they so they make a IPA called Gavel Banger, which I think I've we've one of us have had that or all of us have had that. I've talked about it before, but it's President is ba- their whole brewery is like based based off President Taft and a bunch of stuff. And I think we've talked about it before, but this one is the double gavel banger, so it's a dipa. Um, and this one is eight point three percent and uh, just as good as the regular gavel banger. It just got a little more kick to it, a little more. Oomph. And then what do you got now? PBR, Matt? Just PBR. And then Darren's got some uh, some bourbon. Yep. So I got a uh, Mitchner's single barrel, straight Kentucky rye that comes in at a 42.4 ABV. So light ABV. Oh, yeah. It's a super easy drinker. Yeah. So let's see if we can uh, get a better pop than the last one. And why he's what doing was that. the last one that we did? Uh, fair warning, if we do go offline for any any reason tonight, we do have uh, some thunderstorms that have been rolling through all day and maybe even right now. So if we happen to lose internet and we go offline, that's why. Hopefully not. But yes, not. hopefully not. I don't have battery backup for all this stuff. <laughs> Man, we need power walls. Power walls, solar panels. That's fun. Ooh. Ooh nice. That was a good one. That was so, a good one. So what I did is on the way over here, I turned this upside down so the cork moistened would, it up would a little moistened bit. Up. So that I'm pretty sure that's moist. that's why the uh, last one did not pop the way it did. What was the last one? Do you remember? The one you brought back from? No, no. it was no? it was uh, was it the McKinnon ten? Mm, oh, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. So McKenna ten. McKenna ten. Bib. Matt, what have you been doing the last two weeks besides washing your car every day? <laughs> trying to it's raining too much how many times have you washed it in the last two weeks wash wash yes yeah, like twice just right and then you done did you do the waterless yeah i do i try to do water waterless as much as i can like every day no because of the rain how long does it that take no time minutes? at all maybe 15 minutes okay yeah you i bought some i don't know if it's the one you sent me or the chemical guys i don't remember but it should be here tomorrow mm. um yeah, because like just driving it through the week, just the dust. And even yep. just sitting that's in my even sitting in my garage, the garage just gets dusty too. Yep. So that's the perfect thing out. for that is waterless wash. Why don't you uh as soon as you get home, you just wipe it down and then put a car cover over top of it. Because if you wipe it down without some kind of 
waterless washer or something, you're going to scratch your paint up or your, uh, your clear not coat. If, not if you use that California duster. What is he talking about? You don't know what a California duster is? He's not a car guy. I, I I, like I, I, I've washed my cars, but I never it's, had it's really a, been concerned about the. the it's like I mean, a, I've had trucks. Who cares about? It, I shouldn't a, say who cares. I'm sure people care, but like, oh yeah, they if care. the clear coat on my truck gets a little bit of swirlies in it or something, I'm it's not going. It's a truck. It's a it's a, it's basically a dust mop for your car, and the dirty, no, I get it. And the dirtier it gets, the better it works. And it won't scratch your paint or your clear coat or anything. Uh, that's every, quite, that's questionable. Every, even 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 your microfiber towels oh, yeah. are scratching your paint. Well, that, I think that's what the the um, the rinseless wash or the waterless wash. It's it's supposed to help beat it up or something, right? It's just supposed to help be uh, it, it a lubricant. The dirt and it's then supposed to help be a lubricant between and your then microfiber. you kind of like fold your towel into fourths and then you wipe a section, flip it, right? I'm I'm, I'm close. Right? There's wipe, tons of YouTube wipe, videos oh, on that. I've seen, I've, seen a, I've seen a couple already. Wipe well, it down, flip it. A couple. It. There's a man. My God. No, Biv DeVoe. Spend days watching quick detailer videos. I know. We, we going down this rabbit hole of these oh, AR God. pressure washers and all this. this these Like, mm. there are people who have these dedicated s- setups in their garage for washing their car. Like, they got the pressure washer and the hose reel. Like, I want it. Don't get oh, me wrong. Oh, my God. I want it so bad, too. But, but you're talking, like, all in, probably, what, 1500 bucks for a decent one? By the time you buy the hose reel, the hose, the hose, the wand, the foamer, have the water ran, the have AR, the power ran, the AR or a decent, um, you know, uh, power washer that's going to last a while. What about a filter system for your spot a, flea wrench? You know, yeah, spot. I mean, that's another couple hundred bucks at least. So I'm still rocking uh, salt residue from my trip to the beach on my truck. The truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, nothing, uh, nothing super exciting for me the last two weeks as far as just working a lot. And I was on vacation last week, but uh, honestly, I was just using it to catch up with stuff around the house and uh, cleaned out the garage. But I had like, I had to like make a shelf on one of my cabinets for my towels. So I got my microfibers and my drying towels. You don't, you don't keep them in a, a storage bag so they don't get microscopic dust and dirt on them. <laughs> They're in a cabinet. Did, did you vacuum seal them? No. I cleaned the cabinet shelf before I put them in there. Did you wipe it down with one of those towels and then fold it back up? Put <laughs> the, the paper towel. <laughs> this is such an easy sipper. Easy sipper. It's like n- no burn whatsoever. Yeah, you just get that nice little tickle warmth. Yep. So save Darren for last because he's the one He's the one that does all the work around here. All of like the work. He talks about us, but he's the one that's working... You know, you eighteen like hour days, eighteen different projects at simultaneously. Oh, whatever. He has to keep written down. Which you want to talk about the uh, the daily? Uh, how how's your? So we talked about two weeks ago. So Peter McKinnon did the uh, the right. daily write downing your five goals or ish for the day in a physical notebook, not on your phone because yes. you get distracted. Like, what are your five priorities for today? What do you want to get done? How's that been going? Uh, it was going really good, and then. Uh, I kind of got sick, so I had a summer cold, which was not fun. I'm still a little congested, um, but at least I'm not, like, fully congested and hawking and coughing and all that fun stuff. But uh, I kind of slacked off for, like, four or five days, and I just – I mean, I did stuff, but I just – I don't know. I just lost motivation. 
Well, you're busy, uh, and so I mean, it, it, but that's a perfect example of, you know, it's it, it's not. Well, I mean, some there are going to be days where just then so, you just you start over. So yeah. the 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 normal for and this has been researched to no end to create a um, a habit. You're talking most most people are thirty days, yeah. but it can take up to nine months form a habit yeah holy moly yeah so where to where it you don't even think about it right right? it's it's just second nature and you know the past few days i got back on it and then like yesterday i wrote stuff down but i didn't really check it off because i mean i did the stuff but i just didn't check it off and then today i didn't write anything down and um that's funny because i i forgot to this morning too because I got up a little bit later than I normally knew. I did not want to go to the gym this morning, but I pushed myself. And then, because usually I get up, I get, I get, uh, I've been drinking Earl Grey tea in the summer because I, I'll ice it and instead of coffee, just because I don't want mm-hmm. like a hot coffee first thing in the morning when it's so hot out. Oh, I do. And then while I'm drinking it, I'll write down my stuff on my book and then I'll go to the gym. And then when I come back from the gym, you know, do my work and stuff like that. But I just, I forgot, I forgot to do Like, so I've done it every day. I've written everything down for the last two weeks, except for today. And then, but there's been some days where I only had like three things. And then there's other days where I wrote down five or six, but I only got three or four of them done. So, but I mean, it, it's not, I mean, I'm, I'm using it more as, uh, a mental crutch for myself because you what know, do you mean what do you mean when you say crutch that's usually a bad thing though but it's not a bad thing because right now i'm trying to finish my basement i have i have stuff to do there i have stuff still to do in my bathroom where i have little touch-up spots that i need to do i still need to to finish the floor in my basement i have to to re-level part of my uh paver patio because it it sunk for some reason just sand i mean it's just pulling it put more sand in put it back down i'm trying to finish up this project at her mom and dad's plus i have to take care of over four acres of grass that i mow you were on vacation i was on vacation uh there's just a, a, a thousand little projects so you know if i try to think about all that stuff it just it 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 becomes debilitating and I was getting so overwhelmed and then I watched that video. So, so just breaking it down to like five things that I want to accomplish, you know, like I, I wanted to shoot a video for uh, this new cold brew coffee machine. I got, I've been wanting to do it ever since I got it. That was what a month ago. Oh yeah. So I finally wrote down, shoot video and you did it and i did it but i still have to i didn't i didn't say finish the video i said shoot video which that's fine that's fine yeah but now after watching some of the footage i was like okay well i need to go back and actually do a on-camera review of what it is and then because the, the 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 slow motion the hyperlapse the stuff i got the footage is gorgeous, I, I think. Need to add some more stuff to it. But I just need it. It kind of needs like a little bit, kind of like the roof video. Yeah. We shot all that, and then I was looking through the footage, and it was like, why well, didn't show you how you overlap the shingles correctly? 
to, to build the roof out. And it kind of, I kind of need to go back and say, okay, here's the shingle, this line right here, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I got all this stuff in my mind and I just, I, I have to limit myself to, to for, focus it, to focus my energy. So here's the million dollar question. When you write those things down, cause I kind of was bad about this a couple of those days. Those are supposed to be your priorities for the day, right? Yes. Like, I need to get these things done before anything else. How many times did you deviate and do something else that wasn't on your list because it popped in your head or just, you know, came up? I mean, things happen. I get it. But how many times did you deviate from your list and do something that wasn't on your list during the last two weeks? Uh, probably 11.5%. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. That's yeah. pretty good. And, and, but, but, but why, so why do you think? So, so my deviations were not really deviations from what I wanted to do. It was a, if I deviate and do this, it'll actually help me do this. So it was, could it, it was related. So way. it was related in some way that I just didn't, you know, and, and I leave, like I said, I leave all my stuff like very loose and open. Right. Unless, like, like you said, shoot video. Don't finish. finish video. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that it's just, you can't. It, 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 so the, the big thing for me in the last two weeks is like, like, and I even told you guys this, like, I thought I was really good about doing that stuff in my head already, which I probably am okay at that. But what it helped me realize is that like, I'll probably think about those priorities that I want to accomplish for the day but I'm easily distracted into other things. Oh, this Amazon package just arrived. Let me unbox that, play with that, whatever it is. Let's see what that's doing. Or, you know, it's very easy to get distracted. And so what I think I'm going to, I'm going to do starting, you know, tomorrow is I'm just going to do three. Like what are the like absolute top three things? So that way you leave room for that other stuff right. to come in and you can still, and you don't feel bad about putting something else off. I don't know. I mean, I, I like it. I think it's helped me the last two weeks. Um, and then there's like, but if you look at the last two weeks, except for I think the very first day we did it, which was 4th of July, ever, the first thing that's been on my list every day, except for that day has been gym. So that's like an easy one. Like, right. But I mean, that's something I want, I have want to do and I, I want to get done that day. But, but also, you know, I said earlier, it takes 30 days to make yeah, a habit. Yeah. So, and you're on your way to going to the gym. Three. So I've done it three weeks, five days a week. Through I didn't go last Monday because of the holiday, but other than that, I've done it every day for three weeks. Which that's, I mean, but I still it's I even like like I said today, yesterday was tough, and then today was even tougher. And you would think, oh, it's been three weeks. You should. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an. Yeah. Early, I'm not an early riser. <laughs> like, no, you're not. Getting up at six when I normally don't get up. I usually get up between seven and seven thirty, and sometimes eight. Getting up at six has been a big adjustment. <laughs> That's a, but yeah, it's a but huge adjustment. I've noticed, like, like I when I, I I've tried to pay attention to when I feel tired at night, and I've like usually nine thirty, ten o'clock. Like I am ready to go to bed after, especially if I get up at six and I work out, and as long as I don't get on my phone or do anything that's stimulating. Like I try not to drink any caffeine after lunch. I can drink a cup of coffee and go right to bed. You, I, I know, but that's this is you. I can't. 
So, and, and I'm usually pretty good. Like once I get into bed, I, I'm usually able to fall asleep within five or 10 minutes on average. But uh, like when I, like, especially like the first, second week, this week, not as bad, but like, and um, I'm definitely trying to pay attention to when I feel tired and then like, okay, let's go to bed. Because I think I sent you guys the link of uh, when I mowed earlier this week, I was listening to a podcast about sleep. Did, you, did I send that to you guys? If I did, I'll send it tomorrow. But it was like a 45-minute podcast about this guy wrote this book, and he's done a bunch of research for the last 10 years on sleep. And it was pretty crazy, some of the stuff that was in there. Like, how you don't realize what you don't realize, right? I mean, because you you're so used to being sleep-deprived. Yeah. And then there was another one, too, and maybe this is the one I sent, about the breathing stuff. I don't know if I sent you guys the... No. He didn't just hit enter. The 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 only thing you sent was a big no from me is about the guy who gave up of caffeine for like three months. <laughs> that wasn't the point. That, I, that I don't was, care. I saw. Did you watch the rest? No, of it? I didn't watch any of it. I was watch, like, no. Got, did you watch I, any no, more of it? Like, not, like eight minutes. But of you got You got to go. Like yeah, about through the middle part of it is when he was talking about. So the history of caffeine. Do you know uh, caffeine? Uh, I'm not talking about. Like, I know. So I caffeine didn't even come to the West until like the mid 1600s. So 1600s, like 16, okay. 1620, but, 1630. But how is that? How is that? Um, how is that possible? Because if you had chocolate or any of the, uh, there's a lot of caffeine in in natural everyday foods as a drink. Like okay. it wasn't uh, adopted okay. as a drink until the early early to mid 1600s. So you know what they did before that? They drank chicory root. They drank hard cider and hard everything had alcohol in it. Well, yeah, because, because the water because, it was not safe, right? Because they didn't understand about water sanitation and stuff like that. So, they, they they would give their kids apple juice in the morning that was hard. It was hard apple. It was like hard apple juice. So everybody's had, getting lit. Now it was not, it was not like a ten percent or nothing, <laughs> but but it was just safer. How do you know? Because the alcohol killed the germs. Huh. So once coffee was discovered and made its way over here. And also, they didn't drink they didn't drink hot beverages in the morning, um, so that became like it's you got to go listen to the whole thing. It's that's, really it's, it's kind of crazy to think I, that I, that that uh, that title was definitely clickbait to get like. But I think the the bad thing about it was is it turned some people off because it's like oh, I'm not going to stop drinking caffeine. But when he stopped drinking caffeine for three months, what it like he it was really like he said it was really like really really hard. The yeah. I, I but he said that first. That first cup of coffee or whatever, after that ninety days, he said it was like taking acid. It's euphoric for sure. He said he was like a euphoric trip because well, he yeah. had. I mean, it, it's like I, it. I haven't I haven't chewed in forever. So so if I if I put a dip in my mouth right now, <laughs> dude, I'd probably be lightheaded and about ready to puke. But yeah. I'd be back to a can and a half a day. You know, <laughs> I mean, I know that for no. a fact. So 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 ignore the no caffeine for three months. And and watch it for the history of caffeine all, and coffee. All, all I know is I. And this was a uh, Joe Rogan. This was a Joe Rogan. It was on TikTok, so I don't know if it was recent or not. I forget the guy's name, but uh, I'll try to look it up. But it was a Joe Rogan interview where this guy stopped drinking. He stopped all caffeine intake for three months, and then but then he, and that was like the first two or three minutes of the interview. But then there yeah. all the rest of it was more was about the history of history caffeine. Of it. How it if, how it impacts us, and then then he got like super deep into 
all kinds yeah, of stuff. Because I, I, I had to, to not drink <clears throat> coffee or caffeine or anything for a test I had to do one time. And it was like a two-day procedure. And I had the <laughs> worst headache of my life. Yeah, can imagine. Can't imagine. Yes. When it was done, I was like, coffee now. <laughs> <laughs> well, even when you get like a... Um, certain, like even some tests, like if you've got to do them first thing in the morning, they tell you not to have any yeah. caffeine until after. Yeah, yeah. Well, that could, includes caffeine. No, most of the time yeah. too. no it doesn't. Uh, so if you fast, you can have clear liquids or black coffee or oh, okay. black tea. There's or no sugar or anything. No, no sugar or anything mm. like that. Yes, that's considered a clear. For like just a colonoscopy or a surgery? Because uh, I thought. Even I thought well, a surgeries surgery. are different. Yeah. But if you're doing blood work or or anything yeah. like that, that you have to fast for your blood work. You're, al- okay. you're allowed black you're, coffee. Okay. You cannot okay. have any cream. Yeah, I know. At one of my old jobs, like we would do like a yearly health check thing, and they would come in, do your blood work, your blood pressure. Like I would always, they would always tell you, no, don't, nothing but clear liquids after. I don't know, 10 or midnight or whatever. Mm. But I wouldn't usually Vodka. do. I would not usually do coffee either because. <laughs> Because I thought coffee raised, like caffeine raised your blood pressure. Uh, it, I mean, it can a little bit. Unless you're bit, super, but, super used to it. Right. But, I mean, like Darren could, is. I mean, but I, then again, if you're so addicted to caffeine to where you're always super caffeinated, maybe that raises your blood pressure a little bit too. I don't know. Well, then it probably wouldn't matter. Well, my, my doctor put me on blood pressure medicine. So, and she was like, Did she tell you to stop drinking caffeine? Yeah. No, she she told me to quit drinking as much coffee as I drink. And I was like, I was like, I don't really drink that much. I mean, it's only like a couple pots a day, basically, is what it breaks down to. Did she about fall out of her chair when you said a couple pots a day? Well, I didn't tell her that. You weren't honest with your doctor? <laughs> no. So what so what so if you if you stopped drinking it after lunch? You just drink it in the morning up till lunchtime. Well, do you think that would matter? Well, I drink I drink cold coffee after after lunch usually. Still, I'm talking but, about like you do decaf after lunch. Maybe that would help. <laughs> <laughs> it's still if I, you could see it, his it's, face. It's not for the taste. <laughs> yes, it, it's it's a hunt. I I love the taste of coffee. I mean, I do, but uh, I also like the addiction to to. To caffeine. I mean, go watch the interview. I'll, I'll post it. Just watch it. It was really cool because he's like, even he, the guy, the, the, I forget, I wish I could remember his name, but he said, you don't realize how much it impacts you and how much control it has over you until you stop doing it. Well, I, big for, note, big note. I did quit drinking energy drinks though. Yeah. What? Yeah. I try not to drink like energy drinks anymore because what? They, they, I mean, they have way more caffeine than coffee. But my coffee usually has a shot in it, so it's a lot of caffeine. What's wrong? Uh, Storm? No. Uh, Elizabeth is messing with... We bought the kids, um, uh, Izzy and Rylan, her niece and nephew, or my, my niece and nephew. We bought them the Amazon tablets, the indestructible oh, ones. the ones for Christmas? Supposedly. That was Christmas right? like two years ago. Indestructible? It? Or was yeah. it this past year? It, uh, I don't know, but I set them all up, and then she just set so up... So te- your tech support? Something like that. Well, they were lost for like five months, so <laughs> yeah. 
So I, I deactivated them on Netflix oh, and all the other them. stuff. So uh, she just actually just set up Izzy on uh, the the Facebook Messenger for kids. Oh, so that that's what that was. I thought uh-huh. it was so, I thought it was a, a, a message that I needed to accept because I'm uh, the, the admin the admin of that. So gotcha. Megan Madison's gonna need to have access to Izzy now. She she have her iPhone yet? No, no. So my phone. Sorry, side note. My phone is paid off. My iPhone 11 has been paid off for a couple that months. One? Yes. Nice. And it has been acting stupid. Reset it. You can't, I, talk, you can't talk about it, man. I, I'm telling you. Only you, got a, you only got a couple. Like, you only got like, what, three more months? Yeah. Yeah. So, August, so October. My, yeah. my, my AirPods don't want to pair. They'll pair to Elizabeth's phone when we're, and, and it's just like, just doing stupid stuff. So is, it like, two, is it two years old? Like, like when, like, yeah, if you guys them. text, it'll, it'll pause and she'll say text from blah, blah, blah. Well, now it's muting my, my audio to like half volume. And then I physically have to stop my, uh, music that's playing and hit play again to bring it to ne- the next volume. And I've, I've, I've restarted. I've done everything other than resetting. I, yeah, I think you should. So yours is, yours is an 11. Yeah. So you got it last year? No, two years no, ago. Two years ago. I got it. Well, we have the 12. I know. I got the 11 Pro. Oh, we, I guess we've had the 12 almost a year. Yeah. I got the 11 it's Pro crazy. Max. Time Where's flies. The day yeah. it came out. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I got it the day it came out. The day. Was it the September? Day it he came was out. the second one in when line. When did we get our, no, our I, iPhone? I, no, I already of, bought it. End of September? I don't know. I bought it two weeks before. As soon as they yeah, said it, it, I right? already reserved it. I already had it paid for. Well, he didn't wait in line, people. No, he it shipped, shipped to my house. house. Holler. 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 All right. All right, let's go. Ready to get inside. Tired of, tired Lord, of what a rant. Some, it's only been 35 minutes. 30. Good. That's good. That's this a, is average. That's Thanks a, yeah. for average. sticking with us this long. It's average. All right, first <sighs> up what she's from <laughs> internesting. Internesting. <laughs> interestingengineering.com this is the first article we've had from them isn't yes. it yes um so new plasma thruster 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 take a drink please no doubt loosen up concept could make space missions 10 times faster but what is that 10 times like 10, 10 times, times faster, faster than, than what i guess then like what, where what, are we what we currently have and how fast is that well what, 10 times slower I mean, what was that? What uh, when they when they went up to the space station for the first time? Uh, who they? Who? What? When? Where? Why? When we watched? When we watched? Uh, oh, the crew dragon. The, the crew dragon. dragon. When we watched it, what were they going? Because it was in it was, kilometers. It was fast. It was like ten thousand kilometers an hour, fast. Or whatever. Yeah. So, he, here's the thing: if they're doing ten times faster, how are they compensating? This is still all theoretical, but if, yeah, it is. if if they can go ten times faster than what we currently can do, the body can only take nine Gs. But you, it's no gravity. But, Does but that I don't matter? think. Yeah, I don't think it matters. Is this no gravity? Uh, but you also got to think. How, hold on. We, how's it? How's it? Because you got these. You got these air. You got these jet fighter pilots that have to deal but, with. But they're in gravity. It's, it's. It's. I think that's different. Like. If you're just flying along, think about in, in a, when you're in a plane, 
and you're flying to Florida or wherever. When you're going that fast, you don't have those G's against you. When you're banking, when you're going up, you uh, have the G's. Of the so if you're, you're already in space and you're going ever so fast when you launch off from the missile, from the rocket, mm -hmm. and then you do this crazy plasma G, thruster. G stands for gravity, right? Because you're going it's, against it's, gravity. Yes, it's how many. How you many don't have that in space, or Adam, at least but, it's way reduced. But, but also, I just saw a TikTok of this guy on the crazy Japanese freaking fast railroads like the train's going 311 miles an hour he's fine because it's, you would never know it's like super smooth like no one's like having to walk we're, funny we're, we're, see, we're I, not astrophysicists no or, but see, not, but see or, i'm i'm taking the the account <laughs> of watching opinion. you know a, a a launch or even you know these planes launching you're going to have if unless they're using standard methods to get you out of the atmosphere and then switching over to this where you know i mean like if you're at the moon it's one six g of mm -hmm. of what the earth is mm -hmm. so i can understand that but you know if you're doing your uh rotation around the moon which you're picking up speed because you need that to slingshot yourself yeah. back or out right what's that going to put on your body i mean is it is it the same thing as like throwing a ball inside of a train or, or, or oh, whatever, you're, already, or, moving, you're yeah. already moving. But if you were on top of that train and then you did that, it changes right. the, the physics of it. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. So if you're in the train, you throw the ball, it's different it, than being on top of the train and throwing the ball because you actually yeah, have the if, force against you. Yeah. And inside the train, if you jump, if you jump, yeah. if you jump inside the train, you'll land exactly where you jump. But if you're on top of it, but if it, you're on top of it, you you'll won't. go a car back because it's now moving faster than you when you jump. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. See, that's that's what, what? I'm getting. That's if what you're I'm, in the train. If you're oh. you're still moving at the same speed of the train, even if you jump. Look. Oh. If you're on top but, of the train but, and you jump, but you're you're, you're no still, longer moving at the same speed jumping. of the train. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you're still jumping from a solid Matt, surface of the train, Matt, whether you're in no, the train or on top of but, the train. But you're it in, comes into physics of it, and that's where because you don't have wind resistance have wind, and everything else when you're outside. The atmosphere, wind, the wind, and, wind, and atmospheric, atmospheric spread. Okay, it's that's the all, same. That's all you have to say. Wind resistance. That's fine. It's well, one, atmosphere, atmos, atmosphere. So there's no atmosphere inside the train. Well, but let's is, just stick with wind resistance. Yes, and, I, and I'm cool. There is atmosphere inside the train, but you it does not change because you're also inside the train. Right. When you're outside the train, you're in a different you can we, and you jump. Can we just get to this topic? Look look that that big veins poking out the side of his head. He's like it's it's one of those things that if you go down that rabbit hole, yes, it will blow your mind, but you, you can have to go cry in a corner. Yeah, but you could understand it the same same yeah, thing. I'll and stick to my we'll pressure washer we'll, videos. We'll find it. So that's where I'm stuck at right now. Uh Fatima Ibrahimi. I probably yeah, yeah. missed that. Apologies. Sorry. Um, a physicist from the Princeton Plasma Physics Laboratory, PPPL, at the U.S. Department of Energy, DOE, has designed a plasma thruster that is likely to make space travel way faster than any other existing technology. Um, so we've been, the principle behind his thruster design, is, and this is, is this it? This is, uh, yeah, uh, so yeah. Th this is all on Wikimedia. 
commons, which I did not go out there and look at it, but let me put this back up there because it's pretty cool looking. Yeah. It's really cool looking. So he works for the Depart Department of Energy, or maybe they have some kind of grant or research project that they're working on. That, uh, I mean, this is, they're actually building this thing to so, test it and stuff. So, just to, I don't know, just, you know. This, what? So, the Pentagon's been releasing all kinds of documents, yada, yada, Didn't yada. we talk about something we like this? We did talk about before. something like this, but it was kind of still hush-hush. But where where is this technology coming from? I mean, seriously, not to be like a conspiracy theorist or anything like you that. You know where it's coming from? Where? Science. Science. <laughs> Beach to it, sorry. <laughs> I thought we were going to do it at the same time. My bad. But, you know. So it, it, it says it right here. Right, I, I know, but. They're the origin of Ebrahimi's plasma thruster concept. Th that's, that's the origin they're telling us. Began in some previous experiments, which they don't say. Exactly. Where those came from. DOJ stuff. But it says it was related to donut-shaped fusion devices known as Comics, yeah, good luck. The comics, which were conducted by researchers at the Princeton Plasma Physics Laboratory. In 1999, PPPL, in collaboration oh. with Columbia University, Oak Ridge National Laboratory, and the University of Washington, created the National Spherical Torus Experiment, Where were you in 99? a magnetic fusion device based on the Tokamak concept. The device has since been upgraded to become the NSTX-U upgrade project. So, uh, this is the like the conceptual. I think this is the part that's not built yet, but I think this is the, the like we're talking about the magnetic field right. and the tor audial <laughs> field. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't even know what that is. I mean. And then the polodial, polodial magnetic field, toroidal magnetic field. It must field. be like your anatomy of your body. I think it's. I think yeah. it means like inner, outer, outer. Yeah, you know stuff like I that. Mean, tibia, fibia. I, mean, I mean, yeah, because you got the, the purple, radius. and then the blue, and then you've got the little arrow designating but, the but magnetic just, field just rotation. Just think I guess. about like. We're not we're not we're not experts in this. We're we're just going off what we're but, reading here. But did too, you so. ever ever back in school take the magnet on top of the table and yeah. magnet under the table yeah. and you could move it? And it's basically the the same principle, just directing that energy out. That's what you're getting from this article. Yeah, you well, know it says the the whole. But what's the so what's the magnet in this it? scenario? What's well, that's what that coil. That's what that, that coil, that's what that coil is. was. Yeah, right so, here. So it so that's, is changing. That's, a, that's a, they're making a coil to to produce this magnetic field. You're changing against what though? The, the electrons. Earth? Electrons. Well, think about just, think about it. When you're in space, because there's no there's no vacuum. I mean, it's just it, a vacuum. It, there's it's no nothing. there's no resistance. You don't have to have as much energy. So we're talking about outside the upper atmosphere. Like actually yeah, yes. in the space, in well, real space, uh, in real space. I, I don't know, but <laughs> I think so. But they are running a magnet trains, the high speed rails. Yeah, they they're mm -hmm. running on magnet. They don't even touch. Right. Yeah, super magnets. The the super magnets that that's projecting or propelling that train or whatever. Super quick on and off. Right. Just, 
So there's maglev. Yeah, maglev. So they're saying the purpose is to develop a path towards using fusion energy as an abundant, safe, affordable, environmentally sound means of generating electricity. Uh, The device uses a novel spherical torus-shaped structure to create a magnetic field, which is used to contain hot ionized gas called plasma, needed to cause a fusion reaction. So it's a fusion. It's like it's a fusion reaction that's. That's making like this, like the plasma beam itself, it may not even be visible when you're in space because it, it doesn't matter. It just needs, you just need something plasma. to. Plasma. What was that movie? I forget what, and maybe it was, if you, there's a video at the end of this, if you look in the show notes and you go to this link um, for this article and you go all the way to the bottom to the YouTube video, she goes through and ex- this is the one I was talking about. Right. It's like 30 I, min- 33 I minutes. Watch she that. explains, like, because it starts off super slow. But it like because there's no resistance. Like by the time after like a month, this thing is like cooking. Like it's mm. not something that's it's not like a warp drive, right? It's just, it's it's just gonna continue to build. Warp and build speed, and build and build. Scotty. <laughs> so it's a uh, hmm. future fusion power plants will use plasmas consisting of a mixture of dirudium and tritium, which would undergo fusion reactions to produce helium, along with a large release of energy. To achieve this. It is necessary to maintain a sufficient temperature and pressure in the plasma while a shaped magnetic field provides the insulation. So the magnetic field, like if you're in space, is giving them, I guess, the constant environment that they need to produce this, which still it's, uh, yeah, I haven't, it's a complete, lot of science. haven't completely wrapped my head around it. But, like, I don't know if this is for effect or if this is, something related to the project but if you look at this blackboard yeah that like, blackboard hurts my brain yeah that's that's uh that's her and that's um so why do they have a minion over here with us <laughs> i think that's is that a minion or a peanut i don't know um that's a minion for sure <laughs> so it said in an interview she uh um ibrahimi revealed that she observed the similarities between a car's exhaust and the high velocity exhaust particles produced by the PPPL's National Spherical Taurus Experiment and realized that when operational, the tokamak device could make plasma bubbles, plasmoids, which travel at astonishing speeds at around, speeds at around 44,730 miles per hour or 20 kilometers a second. It's, but you think about when compared to the exhaust of a car... I mean, it's not super fast, I guess, but I think she's just talking about like the the observation because it's it's you know the car produces fumes which have they're forced out, and I think this is the same, uh, not exactly the same. I mean, take very simple oversimplification, but it's it's thrust. It's producing some kind of thrust which is propelling the vehicle forward. So it's a focused energy is basically all they're doing to propel this. So. And, and the reason, you know, it, it, that she said it as a exhaust is because you can put your hand up to an exhaust and you can, feel, yeah, you can feel the or, pop, or pop, take pop, it or take a, 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 a rubber glove or a balloon and stretch it over your exhaust. Yeah. It, it'll fill it up. I mean, yeah. And I think one of the important things to take away from this, if you read through it, is that there's been other, I mean, we talked about one, a, a similar, like, some, was it an ion thruster was, or something? Yeah, it was an ion drive. Or an ion drive. Uh, it was like last year uh, on one of uh, our other episodes. But I think we were talking about uh, that Netflix special with 
God, what's his name in the fifties? Oh, the the guy that worked God, for like name? Area Fifty One yeah. or something. Yeah, and then they tried to ruin his life. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, the, the the I think the difference here is that what she's proposing is that this design allows the velocity to be increased or decreased by changing the strength of the magnetic field. So they're using this magnetic field to control it. Whereas, you know, you would either have to turn it on or off. Right. And then you got to wait for it to ramp up or ramp down, which they can actually control the speed by using this magnetic field so that if they need, they can slow it. They can, I guess it's more precise. I don't know. But, but what science. But, but what you also got to take into consideration is because if you fill up your tank of gas and you drive, let's say you get 400 miles out of your tank of gas, that's it. You're done. You're in space. With something that generates its own propellant, i.e. How do you slow down? If you're out of fuel, you can't slow right. down. So you <laughs> so, you turn off the magnetic field? Well, supposedly? no, but that that's what I'm getting or to. Or you reverse the magnetic if field. If you reverse the magnetic field, it'll, you could thrust it'll, the it'll thrust the other way. Well, you would have to have one on each end, I guess. Would, but. That would kind of be a vacuum in a way, wouldn't it? Well, you wouldn't have them both on at the same time. Like you would want, you would probably want one of these in, or you would have to flip the vessel some way mm. to slow down, right? I don't know. I mean, I mean th think about super heavy or a Falcon Nine. It goes up, and then it starts drifting back down, and then they use controlled burns. But e but if you look at um, not super heavy, but Starship, Starship falls. It's flat, yep. just like a plane. And then they fire it and up, and they fire it up, and it kind of does this, and then comes back. Um, so you would almost need to, like, if you wanted to, I mean, depending on how they design this thing or a, a spacecraft with this, you probably wouldn't want one on both ends because that probably wouldn't be. Yeah, but um, if, if you. Aerodynamically, like, well, whatever. You don't have to worry about aerodynamics in space because there's, yeah, it's true. in a vacuum. But it, for cost savings or maybe you would want the having two would be redundant. You you would maybe just flip it around and then you well, burn it the other way not, to slow down. I mean, okay. not not necessarily because or if you're in some kind say, of let's say you have, um, if you're in some kind of rotation, rotation like a space station or. But let's just say you have a, a, a cylinder, okay, right. and your drives in the middle of it, so you have an air intake on all four. Oh, you could have it. You could just reverse so, it. So if you reversed it, it would be pulling air this way yep. back through. Reverse which the magnetic would slow field, you. and then it thrusts the right. other way. So Darren's already got it working. <laughs> He's but, got he's got the speak trap. But but what I was getting to about the the running out of gas in there is you won't have to have those fossil fuels to yeah. go out farther into you're the generating universe. the thrust you're, gener based off the you're generating field. your own thrust through yeah because if you think about long term space travel not long term but long distance right you've got to have something that can generate thrust its own power without. Right. A fuel, a, a burning fuel, without something that's gonna, without something that's consumed, and you can never replenish. How, how, I mean, just, just this minute detail. How do you create fire in space in with vacuum. with with no oxygen? And, and I think that just it. That's why they're doing this. It's not thing. fire because it's not. It's not actually burning anything. Right. It's, it's just. You're generating thrust from the magnetic field and the plasmoids, and you point them in that direction. You. But that's what I'm saying. That that's what makes this yeah, nice it's, is it's, because it's it's universal. It's, well, if, and if it's it's a uh, it never you can you can use it forever theoretically as long as the thing doesn't break. Right. 
Are we using fossil fuels now to get us to space? No. I thought it was some kind of crazy pressurized uh, well, oxygen it depends. thing. It depends. So SpaceX, I was just reading an article about this, and I don't even remember the whole thing, so I apologize. But they're using, because they chose to use a special fuel that a lot of other rocket companies have not used to this point because it was methane-based. I think it was methane like and swamp then, gas? I forget what it any it's methane and something else. But the thing the, the reason they did that is because they could refuel uh, they think because they can get it from water or meth or right. other and, well, and they well, think they, and they use, think both the moon and Mars contain uh, ice or some kind of uh source that they can refuel this from well, it, i forget what it's called it's it's i'm sure we if, if you think if it is methane i mean think about this it's methane and something else. so so rumpke it's two parts which is our trash people that we use right you google google what, what fuel does uh the falcon 9 use Matt? so right. rumpke actually uh when they take our trash they dump it yeah and once they get so thick they actually tarp all that trash then they run pipes and then collect the methane and then they collect the methane and that's yeah. what they run off of yeah. so methane i mean even if you're in a spaceship you have food waste or or people waste that you could probably generate i don't know if that'd be enough what does it say so just this, i just googled falcon 9 fuel source so what comes up right right away SpaceX Merlin engines using cryogenic liquid oxygen and rocket-grade kerosene as the propellants. So jet fuel, basically. I thought it was something else. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's not the Falcon Nine. Maybe what it's, is the re-entry? Maybe it's what uh, Google. What does the super heavy use for a fuel source? Maybe it's maybe the Falcon Nine still uses traditional rocket fuel because it's in kerosene, and that I think the Falcon or the super heavy. And the the super heavy, which is the huge rocket that's going to lift off the starship, because you're going to have the starship that's put on top of it, uses a different fuel source. I, I thought maybe I could be wrong. Does the uh, super heavy use a different fuel source? SpaceX super heavy. Work. I'm, I'm reading. I'm a slow reader. Sorry, guys. So the cool thing. So it says, um, at present, space travel to the even to the nearest planet, which would be Mars, would take about seven months. Current rocket engines generate a low specific impulse, which results in low exhaust velocity, and so modern-day spaceships take time to speed up. Ibrahimi's plasmoid thruster would be more efficient than the current concepts, partly due to its use of electromagnetics, electromagnets to adjust the thrust. The design would allow astronauts to increase or decrease the velocity of the rocket as needed. Computer simulations of this... Uh, showed that it can deliver exhaust velocity 10 times higher than the thrusters used at present. For the same reason, this magnetic plasma thruster is now also being seen as an efficient means to send humans to Mars. So that's where the 10X comes in. So over current methods, this would be 10 times potentially faster. Which is still pretty awesome. I mean... Well, so if it's 10 times faster, what I mean, so seven months goes down to what? I don't, I, my brain doesn't do math like that. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that in my head, but 
So if it's seven months and you do 10 times faster than seven, I guess you would have to do. Yeah, I'd have to figure that out. But you're talking about, what, a month and something? Yeah, I mean, you, you'd cut it down. It's pretty. Now, I don't know if there's any ramp up time or ramp down time. So maybe it's not 10x the entire flight. But uh, did you find anything? It's like liquid cooled oxygen and methane. Liquid cooled, yeah. So it's liquid cooled oxygen and methane, which they said are supposedly, or hopefully they exist. If not on the, if not on the moon, then definitely on Mars, because if it's the moon, There's, they could actually take it up there, or they could build a plant to generate it, maybe at some point. So, so would you have to like on Mars? Do your hand like that way so you could generate the atmosphere. Um, <laughs> what? Well, how long ago did you guys listen to the about? Elon book? The what? The Elon book. I looked at all. Uh, I, oh, haven't, I been, haven't listened to it for Yeah, it's years. probably been three oh, years. years. Yeah. Three years. God. I listened to it every time I mow the yard. God. Oh, yeah. oh my God. You, so you just re started re-listening to, re no, to it? No, I just started listening to it. I've got like, Oh, so you never listened to it before? No. I've got it's like crazy, isn't it? Five hours left to listen to it. It's crazy, yeah. isn't it? It's amaze balls. Him and his brother were were a little crazy. Just blows me away. Crazy. And I I'm a little upset to find out that he wasn't like the CEO of Tesla. That he kind of yeah. stole it from that other guy. Yeah. Pretty much kind stole of, it from yeah. the well, other guy. I mean just kind of took over the world. Yeah. And and it's kind of ironic because if you think of the name Tesla Nikola Tesla, uh, and who, who uh, Elon really idolizes, which is Edison. Which, Edison kind which of stole stole Tesla. I, I think he idolizes Tesla more than he does. I don't think he idolizes it's, Edison. It, no, it's it. There's been numerous articles because yeah. yeah, Edison kind of stole a lot of stuff from. I don't know if he if but, it stole or if did, it's just they were both working on a lot of things at the same time. And which is Edison, pretty much what Elon's been doing his whole Edis, life. Edison has beat him to the patents for a lot of things. Right. So yeah. So yeah. Well, yes, but but Tesla also you know died broke. Because he gave all his technology, he did. Yeah, he did. Away. Give, yeah, I mean, instead of trying to patent it and make money off of it, which Edison did not. But I did see uh, something the other day. Since we're talking about Elon, is that they were doing like uh, IQs of smart people? And is that a TikTok thing? Yeah, it was a, like and, him and Bill and, and. But he his 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 IQ was like, you know, forty points lower than some of these other. And his people. was like one forty, and then Bill Gates was like one sixty. One thirty nine, I think. Yeah. Tesla uh, or uh, Elon was like one thirty nine or something. But yeah. but it's it's just funny because you have all these smarter people that really don't do anything with their smarts, and you have somebody that has a little. Maybe bit... Maybe it's his combination of IQ plus his Osperger. common sense in a way. Com yeah. Well. I, don't know. I mean, I think maybe, maybe it's his Aspergers right. with his combination of his IQ that makes whatever that mix is. I don't know. Well, just recently listening to it, he was um, going over how he would soak up all the information from all these like crazy new hires or like people that were like really, really, really smart in what they did yeah. in their particular role within Tesla. And he would like come to them and like drill them. Yeah. And like people thought Test he himself. was trying to be intimidating to the new hire or whatever. Yes, and he was trying to and learn. And he was just trying to learn. And mm -hmm. like it's amazing how much yeah. he knew of 
whatever aspect of what he was trying to do. Knowing that, you know, finding out here, what, two months ago when he was on SNL that he yeah. has Asperger's, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, a lot of people suspected there was something, he was somewhere on the spectrum because of the way he acts. But does that excuse the way he acts sometimes? I, I'm not saying it does or it doesn't. No. I, that's not for me to decide. But when you're running a company, and he said he never wanted to be the CEO. Yep, they, yeah, they cover that in the book. So he, he wanted to be like, I mean, he could be like the VP of engineering or something. And maybe that was probably where he should have been. But I think a lot of people just take him the wrong way because of his Asperger's or whatever right. he has. But it's not that he was trying to be mean to people. I think it was exactly like you're saying. It's like he wants to understand and he does understand to like a very like mind, like fine, like finite level of whatever it is. We're talking about freaking rocket science and stuff that very few people understand and have to go to years and years of school for. And this guy picks it up on his own yeah, and right. understands it and can do the math and can and explain it to somebody else, not only in scientific terms, but probably in more of a layman's terms. But mm -hmm. not many people can do that. Did did you ever? I mean, I mean I, I you hate the, hate the guy for being a billionaire, whatever you want to do, yeah. but but he there he just is, aren't many people that right. can do that. I mean, so. he is he is our Einstein of this generation. He, I mean, he's. But did did you ever get to a point? And I don't. I mean, it really won't spoil the book for you. But you know, basically, they say there'll be times that he'll be having a meeting with somebody or a couple people, and all of a sudden he just zone out and wouldn't talk for like an hour or so and then all of a sudden he'd snap out of it i mean you could be just be having a conversation yeah, and he, he you'd say off. something <laughs> and he zones out into his own world to, to fix something that you said yeah to think about it and then he'd just come back to the conversation like it never stopped have you hit that part at all yeah it's very interesting i mean because it happens a lot and he fires a lot of people <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the things. So we, the last time of the yard, he was talking about the whole Falcon 1, Falcon 9, Falcon Heavy. And if someone couldn't deliver the impossible or whatever, he would fire them from that project and he would complete it himself. Like, like Yeah, but the other guy would go right behind and hire him back. And, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I mean... Um, we we're not in that position. We don't know, but, and I can under I can I completely can see where people think about Elon in the same respect as like a Bezos or Gates or whoever, right? But he isn't. If people think some people, and I shouldn't say everybody. I'm not trying to uh, put everybody in the same bucket here, but um, just because somebody, yes, he's a billionaire, but all of his money is in stock. The guy doesn't own a house right now. You know that, right? Right, yeah. He lives in a tiny house on in Starbase in Texas right now because he sold all of his other houses. Yeah, last year, right? Yeah, over the last year or whatever, he sold all of yeah. his assets and his houses. Yep. And he lives in this like little tiny house. But he's the, also the, done to that. The moon. He's done that every right. time when he wants to put yeah, more but money if, into but the if, project. If Tesla and SpaceX and all of his companies were to tank right now, the guy would be broke yeah. because he doesn't, he hasn't cashed out his stock and he doesn't have it piled away, like a bunch of money piled away somewhere. Everything he has is invested in these companies. But isn't that just like any other person in that 
position. No, because I think Bezos and Gates still have some of that money. They, they have got, liquid. Yes, I think yes, especially yeah, okay. yeah. Because well, Bill Gates sold a lot of his stock, him and Melinda both, and they started the Gates Foundation. Did and they did have you, a lot of money tied up. And I think Bezos is getting ready. To, if he hasn't already, he's getting ready to do the same thing. So, so speaking of comparing Musk to Bezos and Gates. Are there good books on either one of them to listen to? Uh, the every, because the Elon's book is insane. His the history. everything the everything store is about Bezos, and it, he it's it's well it's, not just it's a it's a good it's a, it tells you about the how Amazon was made. Right. It's there's been a bunch of other books besides that, and there's other ones on Elon too. But like, if you want to understand how Amazon was created, and it's it's, it's that would be the best thing to start with, because it, it's it's going to be more like the the book. You're reading for right. it, like the everything store, and then it's a little dated right now, but it was one of my favorite books that I've ever read. That you know, Bill Gates wrote it. It was called The Road Ahead. Yeah, and it's probably 15 to 17, 18 years old now, but I guarantee you it will still blow your mind if you go back and you read that because all the stuff that's happening right now, he said was going to happen. Not like every single thing, but a lot of it. Yeah, he said, and he and then in the last couple of chapters, he goes into like very far like futuristic predictions about how the the uh, we come this like super connected society and like I mean he it's cr like I need to go back and read it because I don't know if I still have my copy or not, but like thinking about even thinking about some of the stuff that he said now it's our it's it's either happened or already happening it, it how he how you could even think about and predict that i don't know i don't know hmm. i mean just just go back and look at like nostradamus and and other things they like just that. were very in tune to what they thought was going to happen i mean yeah and i think probably it's like we could probably say well in 10 years blah blah, blah right and right. we probably have a 50 50 chance of it at this point but when you when you predict and you have you know more than half of your predictions that are that have come in true over a 10 or 15 year period it's pretty crazy yeah mm. like it's yeah the road ahead from bill gates and he's written other stuff since then but that was the that will be the always the one that sticks with me and then the everything store for just and then jeff bezos didn't write that it was somebody else that wrote it but well, just like kind of, the elon book someone right. else wrote his but bill book. bill wrote hmm. the road ahead wow like that was one of his. And it wasn't his first book, but it was one of one of the first ones that he yeah. that he wrote. It's cr it's a crazy sorry about book. that, guys. That was uh, <laughs> quite the tangent. No, we no, got no. Off on that's there. that's good stuff. Mm. Yeah, a lot of a lot of cool things. So that'll be interesting to see where this goes in the next couple of years. Anything I, else? To I add? hate I hate that because I just looked it up on Audible. What the app? Look what up. the road ahead is it on there? Well, yeah, it's on there, but who's it narrated by? I I, I don't know because I don't think it, I don't think audiobooks existed back then. Well, somebody uh, so it's <laughs> narrated. Oh, Bill Gates, uh, Rick so he must Rick, Rick uh, Adamson, and Bill Gates narrated it. So, what, but what, what I hate does it is say when, when you, it was published. When you look it up in the app, it won't tell you how much it costs. You actually have to. That's what I hate. Do you about have Audible. the subscription? No, I I stopped. The, I get it, and then I download the books I want for a little bit and okay. then I get out of it because there's sometimes I'll have like five or six credits 
and, and I, I just can't to find buy. a book that I, I want to get into. Like, like I would, I would hope it wouldn't be that much because, but don't, I thought with the new, well, it's only two hours and 59 minutes. Yeah. That's a short book. Yeah. It, it was only like 200 some pages. So one of the 90, I thought 2009 was the release date of it. May 13th of 2009. So 12 years ago. So if it's only so a I said, two hour book, I thought book, it was way more than yeah, a couple bucks. I would hope so, but I thought with a new audio Audible subscription, there was a library that you got for free too, like that you didn't have to pay for. Yeah, but well, it's, it was part it's, of the subscription. It's, it's part but of it's the, not new release stuff, probably. Right. right. Maybe that's in there. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta check that one out. Like okay. it, like it like so twelve years old, and the some of the stuff in there will blow your you're like oh my god, like he talked about. I mean. He didn't talk about COVID, did he? <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, no. God, I hope not. All right. So we just solidify everyone's freaking opinion about what's <laughs> going on. Next up, we have. So it's it's twelve dollars and sixty cents to get it on Audible, okay, or oh, free 60. with your thirty day free trial. Okay. Next up, we have from Electric.co. Um, the Tesla Vision. So. Anybody that follows any Tesla news and things like that, or if you have a, a Tesla car, uh, they recently, as of what, May, stopped putting radar sensors in their cars, in the 3 and the Y. I think, are they still in the X and the X? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. I thought because, they were. Well, they, what's sad is they lost. Well, they're retooling those lines anyway. But they lost their their national highway and traffic safety rating. Oh. Well, they because, just have to retest. Right. But so, the whole reason they did that is because they were getting conflicting things from not necessarily, radar and vision. Not necessarily conflicting. So anyway, so they don't use radar at all anymore. And the and the reason, as I understand it, and like you said, there are two different kinds of systems, right? You have vision, and then you have radar, which radar is really good for bad weather mm-hmm. and assessing distance. But I guess the cameras and the artificial intelligence and the machine learning models that they're, they've developed with millions and millions of miles of people testing the system through the cars is good enough to this point where they think that when there's a, a conflict, let's say, the radar sees one thing, the cameras see another, they've got to use the internal processing of the car to decide which one's right. Mm-hmm. And that takes several milliseconds usually mm. well maybe and, and in some cases depending on the situation that's not good enough so what they decided to do is get rid of the radar and rely on vision only so now there's no more which one is right they're relying on just one sensor type of information which i've seen a bunch of videos both ways about how are they going to handle like snow and sleet and fog and like you drive certain, your damn car is what you do. Well, and that that was kind of my was like. Well, if all of your <laughs> easy, sensors easy there, chief. If, if I'm all, just saying. If all of your sensors fail, then you just drive like a you drive your car like you normally would yeah. without that information. But they were talking about like what, when you get to the automated fleet, like a taxi fleet, which is what they Whoa. want to try to get to. How are those going to handle that? Well, what do they do? Just pull over to the side of the road at that point, or That's, or I get it, right? Yeah, but. It's not necessarily because it's not a cost savings thing, which it probably will, but be cheaper to not include the radar. But it, it's one, it's it's they get better information and they can react faster 
by using one information type over two. Right. But there's also different levels of vision. Yes. Whoa. Well, think well, of, levels of vision. Well, think about it. You have thermal. Well, in the cameras, you, I think the cameras can do right. thermal. They can do, what? you know, IR. Yes. Uh, yeah. They, I mean, they're, well, if you look at your front camera array above your um, rear view mirror, if you're standing in front of your car and you look at that, have you ever looked at that? There's like three, three there's, different. There's three different. There's cameras. three cameras there. And, and they're and, not all the same kind of camera. And I don't know if you noticed this, but I know it's on Joe's. It actually has the heater, window it, heater, so that it, in that if, little if thing, you, so it will not it will ever defrost, it. defrost itself. Because those are the most important cameras in the car, those three in the front. Hmm. Because that's what sees most of the information as far as forward thinking. So I, I get it. Well, anyway, the purpose of this article is to talk about, um, so they... They just released the new uh, full self-driving beta. beta nine. Yep. Which you know. Did you guys see two hundred lucky people? Did, did yeah. you guys see or some 2000? of the memes that were coming out with no. that head? But it, the thing is, it doesn't matter if you have the beta software and you're testing it. You, if you drive a Tesla, you are contributing to the data that they are using to make the artificial intelligence better and to also make the machine learning model better, which then gets published back to your car, which makes your autopilot and everything else better. How often is that data being dumped to Tesla, though? All the time. Well, we talked, so, is, so last episode, we talked about the supercomputer that they just built, and then they're building, the next version of that's coming online very yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah. All of that data is being dumped back to there. Now, it's not like gigs and gigs of data, because... Right, yeah. They can't process that much. I mean, they can process a lot of data on the car itself because it's has a very uh, capable processor. But there's also like these cameras aren't like 4K cameras. Like they have to be. They have to consider the resolution of the camera and things like that because they don't want so so much information. They can't process it fast enough because then they've got to upgrade the processors in the car. Like it's a it's a very fine balancing act of how much resolution do they need to get the data that they require to make these decisions? And then that's where they stay. Like, is that a 2K camera? Is that whatever? Um, maybe eventually they'll have higher res cameras or some of the cameras will be higher res. And I think I think once uh, Starlink gets better and, and more... Uh, they have to have like a mobile version of it where it can be... Right. I don't know how they're going to do that on a car, honestly. Like where it can be an antenna that... Well, it, it it'll just it be like it'll just be like your your fish your fish antenna for satellite radio. I mean, it, it it's it's the same thing. I mean, but yes, they when they have enough satellites, yeah. right? When they yeah. have enough satellites, but it's also like, do you live in a city? Because you can't use satellite radios when you're in downtown yeah, Cincinnati. Build, build, it just why? cut the buildings, buildings cut it. the buildings block out satellite bad and um, in those places to, yeah. they used to. So the purpose of this no, was. So they said that soon the new Tesla Vision system will be able to detect turn signals on other vehicles. <laughs> that, like, so if you're behind a vehicle and they turn on the turn signal, your car is going to see that and know what it means. And then uh, hazard lights. So if a ve- like if a vehicle's pulled over to the side of the road, it's got its hazards on. Your your car is going to know what that means. Uh, police and ambulance lights and even hand gestures. 
So like if somebody's on a bicycle or a motorcycle and they throw up a hand gesture, your car is going to be able to detect that and know what that means. That just blows I, I, my I mind. I wonder how many states that hand gestures are still legal in. I don't know. Because I know Ohio, you're still uh, legally allowed to use hand gestures. Because when I have my rail buggies, I never had turn signals on them, and you could still use I think it. it's probably more for cyclists, not motorcyclists. I've never seen cyclists. a cyclist use a hand gesture before. Yeah, I have. I have. That's good. That's, I mean, that's good. So it says this comes as the automaker tries to cover every possible driving situation on the road to deliver a full self-driving system. And it says, as we reported Saturday, which was this last Saturday, Tesla finally released its full self-driving FSD beta version 9 software update, most, most significant update to the program since it now relies solely on the Tesla vision and no radar. So even if your car had an old radar... Um, sensor in it it's no longer being used mm. so like when you bought your y and i bought my three they don't even have the radar in them anymore nope and then the the computer vision system is using only optical images from the cameras instead of the additional radar data as well so like you said it was it was it was like a conflict of of interest if you will because it's got to weigh these two different sensor types of information and and it has to make a decision and a lot of times it looks like the while the radar data was good, it the amount of time it took to to figure out which one was right, the 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 camera data was good enough to where they didn't even need the radar. So taking the radar out of the loop makes for faster decision processing, less processing That's crazy. power. So I don't I don't remember if you either of you ever commented or I didn't relay mm. my text when we were kind of talking about this. Um, like we use a program that's called GIS, which oh, you said like stop signs. So 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 GPS gets you within what thirty forty feet. GIS, which uses a triangulated of all the GPS and other satellites, will get me within three inches. Whoa! Yeah, but is that something you have to pay for? Well. As as a city that I work for, we not, we like use a normal for, GPS system doesn't get that. No, no GPS will not get you nowhere. So is near it like that. Pers- is like what does GIS stand for? Uh, global instrumentation something or okay. other. Okay, so it's like a precision GPS. Yes. Yeah, so so with that being said, I went through and I've been doing, um, and this was last year when I broke my finger because uh, I was on light duty. I was doing uh, street signs and putting what the street sign was, and I had that specific point to where it's registered. And I think if if more cities and uh, and other things start to do this, then they would be able to just go ahead and say, National Highway Traffic and Safety, here's our information of what street signs are where. And then that could just be pulled into the, the the navigation systems or taken into account, like where our st- stop signs are, where our gotcha. streets uh, yield, uh, deaf child ahead. I mean, you, you know, whatever, whatever those, sign those it be is, incorporated. they could be incorporated into that. Side yeah. note, how often are those deaf child signs updated? I've been married to Megan for like 15 years now. Not, not 15, 13, 14 years, 14. And then? So where her parents live, there there's a deaf child. Okay, I'd at say play pr- probably sign. not right. as often as they should be. 
I mean, where do they live? It's been 14 years. And Are they still a little kid that we have to worry about? It hasn't SpaceX been launching new versions, like their newer, their newer GPS satellites that have been going up this year. They're supposed to be more precise. Uh, I, don't I mean, know. It, maybe it's going to be used for government and, and, and military first, but I, I would think like our GPS system or satellites haven't been upgraded for a while now. Right. I mean, well, think about it. If you open your phone and pull up your map and it shows you where you are, it gives you a, it depends on how many satellites you hit. Yeah. It gives you a hundred foot radius. You know, hundred foot. Okay. Or if you're collected more, you're in a thirty foot radius, but you'll never really get underneath that thirty foot. Yeah. What? Mine's always pretty close to my house. But look at the circle. Oh, the you. overall the circle. The overall circle is your your location is somewhere in here. In, yeah. Oh, in the circle. If I pull up this GIS, <clears throat> it's within three inches of where mm -hmm. I'm took that oh, point that's pretty at. Crazy. So it says, um, so Elon talented the software update is mind blowing and is having the capacity to improve faster through machine learning than the previous system, which included the radar. Um, and it said the vision system will soon be able to detect more when it comes to lights on vehicles and surroundings like turn signals, hazards, ambulance, police lights, and even hand gestures. The development is crucial for Tesla's self-driving system to be able to react to emergency vehicles when needed. And it said after... Uh, the detection and rendering of the lights are added to the system. The automaker will add reactions to those new inputs. So what that means, Matt, is when you're driving your Tesla, that stuff's going to show up on the screen. Mm -hmm. Like if you see emergency lights or someone's like turn signal, like that graphic of that vehicle in front of you is going to display. Like that's like if you're in front of somebody and they have their turn signal on, it's going to so, you're going to see it. So for me, hopefully that means less of the stupid nag warnings of when I'm behind someone and they're turning right or left, the car is not like, oh my God, you're going to hit them. No, they're turning like, oh, like if you're like, going it's too fine. fast, I'm slowing down enough. So here's, here's my problem with machine learning is, and, and I'm sure that Tesla has a way bigger budget for their machine learning stuff than, well, according than, to that supercomputer, than, than <laughs> since like, you have sense. I have sense, and I don't have sense. You don't have no sense, sense at all. <laughs> but none. They need and, a and sen for, sense. For, you need a better model. <laughs> so, so there's still stuff to this day. Yeah, we talked about yeah. That it says I turn on a vacuum and it says vacuum number sixteen and it's a drill. I've got like it, ten heat sources. Right and and dag on. Yeah, and you got a big old house. Well, well it's very frustrating because. I know what this is. Well, Let me... to be fair, you can, if you know what it is, you can input it, and then that adds to their, that makes their model better. I know, but here's here's my problem because one of my my saws has the same signature as one of my vacuums. Yeah. So how do I tell it? Yeah, I think it's that. That's just the, that's something with like like electricity doesn't have. I guess the pattern. Is now, it either variable enough or it just doesn't know it enough? Now, my Keurig, to be able to it found it, it within five yeah. days. I mean, it was Probably like, a lot oh. of people have those. So a lot of people have inputted that data. data. Hmm. So. Um, man, we were on a so tangent roll tonight. Musk told Electric last month that the whole road system is designed to work with optical imagers, eyes, 
and neural nets brains. That's why cameras and silicon neural nets are the solution. Do you think you'll ever get into a car and just plug yourself in like the Matrix? No. <laughs> it's going to be all through Bluetooth or something. <laughs> so, so the whole road system is designed to work with optical imagers. Cameras. At what point are we going to be driving on roads where the freaking lane markers, whatever, are very visible. Yeah. Like, like, why have we not got to a point yet where in the rain, we can't see where the road is? Because whatever that marker paint material is, it's bad. So it's, it's, no, yeah. Well, it's thermoplast, okay? Okay. So it's, it's paint. Okay. That they add glass bead on top of. To make it sparkle. Okay. To make it so retro when, reflective. When there's no sun. So when there's no sun or headlights, I mean you have your I got it. I got it. No, you don't. It it bioluminescence. Fa- it, it failed. They've already tried it. They've already tried it. Because if you okay. If I'm trying to put this into if my car at night with its awesome little headlights and its camera that's only able to interpret what it's seen if it can't see the road because the paint sucks uh, on okay. that road hold on so a brand new fresh black asphalt road okay black as night black as night black as your shirt black as my shirt as black as his shirt Shirt. And your Mine's shirt, blue. Here's the little, little, here's your. It's old. Anyways, <clears throat> what does that look like a year later? It's gray. gray. Okay. And but why I, is it gray? Because fades. the sun absolutely destroys things. Plus, you're having cars run over that. Yep. You're there, having snow yeah. plows yeah. run yep. over it. You're uh, having this and that. Salt, snow. There salt, is no, sand. there is no perfect way to actually put down your paint i i i i'm i'm with you it, but you, why can't but, but there's certain parts of town i, I guess it's uh it's faded pre- preventative or whatever like i don't know how this part of town like when it's lines okay were hold on last is as it supposed to this you gotta, side pay more, of town? you gotta pay more taxes is it a state road is it a county road yeah, or is it a city not, road that's another thing too or is it a rural road okay there's yeah. your four different breakdowns your okay. state roads are going to be lined better than your your county roads your, your county road. roads are going to be better than your city roads your city roads are going to be way better than your rural I, roads I, I totally get that it's all comes down to money do you know how expensive it is to paint lines on the road must be super expensive it's I'd say ve- it must it's, be really it's expensive. very expensive because that's why they only do it every four to five or yeah. six seven eight years depending on how much traffic's on that road but i will say there's there's some roads where the lines like you said they're faded or maybe there's parts of it that are really bad and i think the somehow and maybe this is the machine learning model that they've trained it through the supercomputers and all the data they've collected it kind of um, infers where it should be. Why? Like you've ever been driving, you see like the edge lines, it'll be wavy. Cause I think it's, tr- it either can't see it well or it's guessing mm-hmm. and it's getting pretty good at guessing. Why? Like there's why, some things I'm just like, eh, that's pretty good. Why can't they do an active LIDAR that- Tesla that, won't do LIDAR. 
but but hold on, let me let me finish because that's like the third time you cut me off. Ooh. I'm just telling you, they won't do it. They're, they're, so he is, there's nothing they don't want. There to is do a do. standard width of your lane, standard throughout the board. If by state, maybe. Well, by all roads, there is a standard width of that road unless it is marked a one lane road or but or that's so determined on. by the state for there's all, a, like a department of transportation standard and every state's different no it's not sure look it up look so it there's up. like i guarantee you i, I believe within, you because you have more experience i guarantee you it's with it and i it's I not like not like a big different right like a big you're difference. talking inches okay you take the average because mm-hmm. <laughs> because two inches really what's makes the a average difference. I, I don't know, probably like six, five I thought and it a half. Was five. Five, but five. anyways, so why can't they use LIDAR? Because LIDAR is very reliable and say, here's the edge of my road. I know this road or this lane has to be eight foot wide. Right. I think it is kind of, I think it's kind of, I don't know, but I don't know for sure. But I think the reason they, they what I've read, not the way I understand it could, could be completely wrong, is that. LIDAR is very expensive, and it takes a lot of processing power. Well, who's who's using LIDAR right now? Is Lu- Waymo. Lu- is is Lucas or Lucid Motors, aren't they using LIDAR? They make cars? I don't know. They're going to have they're going to deliver cars by the end of this year, according R- to this. Rivian art. just got delayed to September. I'm done with Rivian. <laughs> Rivian is dead to me five so, years plus, and they still haven't put anything out. So the way I understand it is LIDAR. Like, the, remember that... Um, Last podcast, there was a section of that YouTube video that talked about the the full self driving for Tesla. Right. That was like an eight hour stream. Oh, and Waymo and what are some of the other autonomous driving platforms? There's Waymo and there's a bunch of other Domino's ones. Pizza. I, I think they are. They they are one. But of so there, some of them are using lidar, but I think that the what Tesla's saying is the uh, the expense of the lidar system. The, the how much data it produces and it has to be processed in real time. It's it's very expensive to. It's not expensive for the hardware. It's just expensive in t- processing time. So well, I, I think mean, that's why they were going with the vision only. Well, just like lower that, resolution camera systems. Just like that video I sent sent you the other day, of that iPad with the lidar where the guy took. Oh it. yeah. Is it, said, is it his patio or his yeah? He did. That's thing. a way you got to have a different type of camera for a car. I know, but they, but they, I mean, it took him a while to process yeah. that, anyways. Yeah. But it takes a lot of processing power, so that, I think that's one thing. Um, I think but, they're, they're trying to do oh. it at the. It's 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 a cost vert, and it's a it's not only a cost for the hardware. How fast can we process it and make decisions based on the data? But what about like? When when you rented that Tesla and we went and we pulled in to that parking space and I was like, I'm I'm done. I'm done. Because it said you were twelve inches away from the bumper in front of you. But that's it. Those, those are ultrasonic sensors. Yeah, those are ultrasonic sensors. Okay, so why can't they use ultrasonic? But those are very short range. Yeah, very like uh, what, three feet? Best say thirty six inches or yeah, so. Yeah, three to four feet. Okay. It needs to know way before that. Way. So so the, and another thing too, and I think you've probably maybe this is what you're going to say. You're going to talk about like the distance of the vision versus the, the the radar. I, I was just going to say I've been at work, waiting for a parking spot to open up underneath a covered area of my parking lot. 
I swear to you, the car picked up a car in the parking lot every bit of 100 yards away. Hold on. And it was showing it on the display, like kind of backing into the spot or backing out or whatever it was. It was like on the other side of the parking lot. I was like, holy crap. Like, I didn't even know it could see that far away. So is it, is it, is it? A ghost image, like no, where so they're driving through the the, the graveyard. Speaking of that, I think I listen. <laughs> listen, we're never listen, gonna finish this podcast. Listen, I think that is some kind of Easter egg thing from the engineers that they that know that they're they in, see the headstones that they they're in. They see the headstones, a graveyard let's, area, we're, let's, or you know, we're gonna, a, we're, gonna, we're gonna test it. Whatever, okay, and. It's just they're just messing with. They're you. just messing with you. There's no so, way that's real. Another thing to your point. So when they because radar is only a certain distance out, what did they say? The radar could see. Um, was it I don't know, fifty yards or something? I don't know. Anyway, the vision system can see way farther than the radar, and that was another thing that they were getting a lot of conflicts between the vision system and the radar system because of the difference in link that it could see out so by getting rid of the radar they can see things way farther out and make decisions faster because they they don't have to check those two well, systems I mean, against if you, each if, other if you think about it when just use your eyesight yeah the the natural human can see 20 plus miles on a clear day we're just not paying attention <laughs> like the car is right yeah so so I mean, in, in, in good good things, you can see pl- 20 plus miles. So, I mean, I, I understand why they why they pick vision. I mean, I mean, there is a lot more stuff that they can if, pick up. I don't know if you had a chance to watch that video, the Tesla part of that video from um, when we were talking about their new supercomputer. Yes. I'd, if I'd, you watch just the Tesla presentation part of that. Yeah, it was like 30-some minutes into and, it or whatever. And the thing, like... I don't know. Does Kevin have the FSD beta nine? Yeah. Well, I don't know if he has the newest. Have you seen what that looks like? He's been on vacation for like a month, so I don't know. Have you seen what it looks like on the display when you have that on? Like it was like the new, new, new. Yeah. I've watched plenty of YouTube videos. Well, it's like this. This is what it looks like. Yeah. 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 Like we don't, we don't see like, Mm -mm. let me, let me pull this back up. So other people understand. Like when me and you are driving, we don't see like the colors. No, we don't see like this depth. Nope. Of information. Nope. It's very, I don't say generic, but it's no, much it's generic. More generic. No, it's like generic. What this can see, and then what's going to be coming with the, the 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 hand gestures and the siren detection and the turn signal and everything, like some of the like because I've watched a couple of the videos where people have driven, they've done the drives with the FSD nine beta just to test it. And some of these people have done these drives over and over and over every time the new version comes out. And they said the difference between the last version and this FSD nine version on these same routes and the more, how more precise and how more natural, like there's some of these turns and things that it it was really struggling with, with the jerky and things like that. And now it's just like very confident in his turns. So it's gotten, a lot like better. Butter. Well, I wouldn't know if it was. I wouldn't. I would say uh, syrup at this point. Maybe ten will be the butter, thick and gooey. <laughs> but I think um, it just it. They're going all in on vision. They're not going back. I mean, they've taken the radar well, sensor out well, of the car. I mean, they've taken the sensor out of the car. 
You can't go back at this point. From from like our kind of built forward, they've taken it out, but they're still. But you can't. The software is the same on all cars. You can't reverse it at this point mm. unless you're going to branch yeah. the software. Yeah. And I don't yeah. see him doing yeah. that. Yeah. I don't see him doing that. We'll see. Do you? Do you think they're going to? Uh, that would be. They could recall us all in to add freaking radar back. For all I know. Or they just secretly put it in and we don't know it. Oh. <laughs> just like with other things. Maybe they except maybe, for that passenger lumbar support they took out. <laughs> maybe they just have a stockpile and they're like, ah, oh, we'll just use them up. Yeah, who knows? You never know. Next up, we have from RethinkX.com. Yeah, is it Rethink or is it YouTube? It's RethinkX.com. So, and then there's also I'm not going to play the YouTube video. I just linked it. Um, yeah, that was a pretty good video. Whew. Very so very, much hope. Very good points. Oh yeah, my God. Uh, even if we play it without the sound, we've had an issue with that, so I'm right. not going to do it. But let me go to their website because th- there was no uh, there was no ads, so I can share it directly. But um, so basically, I mean, the way I put it down, I, I listed it as the levelized cost of electricity. So what they're talking about is how much it costs to produce electricity, whether it be from fossil fuels natural gas, wind, solar, hydro, even hydroelectric. Like they said, hydroelectric was like not good. But was nuclear in there? Yes. Yeah. They did talk about nuclear. So let me share out this page because, and it's in the show notes. If you want to go read through this, it's a really cool information. Like the video is phenomenal. Like you watched it. I don't know if you said, Oh, it was awesome. I watched it. I was sold. Like, it doesn't seem like it's uh they're trying to sell anything to me other than maybe oh. maybe they're trying like they're if anything they're trying like they have those reports you can download them they've got an e- they've got this book it was that, that you can download for free it's like they're talking about this energy bubble is what they're the way they're explaining it um it it was it was very eye opening to the the shift that's happening already that we see with electric vehicles. I think people that and, have adopted electric vehicles and probably pe- more people on the West Coast that have adopted. And, you know, honestly, I've, like I've always been wanting to do solar. You know, I just did geothermal a year and a half ago or two years ago, whatever it was. Um, but the it, it, it all comes down to the cost. But when they actually started breaking it down in that video... Uh, it was very interesting to see how your your investment went through the the long term where you know if you take into uh, account like your coal or you know natural gas natural gas or whatever nuclear I mean this is they have this picture it's all the it's all the other stuff that you don't see so yeah you got a coal-fired electrical plant but what you don't see is all the fracking, all the the people that they're paying for this and paying yeah. for that. And if if these states would go ahead and say, okay, we're going to implement a solar field that's going to to do this, and then we'll have a battery backup, and we can do let's say let's start out like twenty percent of the state's use. Like in that video, they broke it down to how much that California used. And I, I, I cannot remember the number, but it was like, uh, 
whatever it was, it was mind blowing that they used that much energy in. It's like twenty eight gigawatts, or yeah, I don't remember exactly. <laughs> twenty eight gigawatts, but if they set up solar or whatever it was, they could produce that thirty one. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They could produce so, that plus, plus more. Yeah, plus that. And, and well, and they also talked about like how much more would it cost to produce twenty percent more or. 30% more than what they used. Right. And then get, what do you do with that extra? Right. And is when you're producing that extra, the economies of scale of producing or overproducing renewable energy versus um, fossil fuel energy. I think we were just talking about this before the podcast. Like if you have a coal fired gas plant and it's running at 80% capacity, like, that doesn't mean that everything it's producing is being used. Right. Because it's sending that electricity out. Like, it can't control. Like, it sends electricity out. Whether you use it or not, mm-hmm. it could be going to waste. But if it's, but that coal is being burned, regardless right. if it's being used. If that energy source is solar, and then you don't end up using everything that's being produced to the grid. It's still stored. It could either be stored in batteries for later use, or if it's, if it's overproducing, who cares? The source, solar energy, the sun, versus coal coming from the ground that has to be mined, is free. And, and the coal... And it doesn't produce any carbon dioxide well, hold, and greenhouse gases. So, so one thing that they didn't take into account when they did this, and oh. I, I'm just... Hold on. So... Let's say they start putting all these solar fields in and blah, blah, blah. Do you understand the amount of heat that that is going to generate? Because of the reflection? Because the reflection. Black solar panels in a field are going to generate 10 times plus more heat than not doing anything at all. I don't don't disagree with that. To where? Going to produce well, to, the, to the atmosphere. To the atmosphere. So, so it's going to like it's like a solar effect. Like, but but it, that's still probably not as but, bad as what we're yeah. What, but, what a fossil fuel right does. right. So. But you're also talking about you know all these the their cities that are painting their streets white or doing or doing you know or uh, rooftops white roof, or rooftops white or to doing help. doing actual uh, vegetation rooftops to help with that help with that just just drive down drive down to my house which is out in rural area okay and then drive to downtown milltown okay and you'll have a you five, can definitely feel the difference to, in the temperature 10, 10 di- in a 10 city than you can in a rural location why is that because of all the the concrete hard, the hard and surfaces that reflecting. absorbing and reflecting i think it's more heat. absorbing than reflecting isn't it well, your your black uh, photovoltaic panels are going to be reflecting. I thought black absorbed. No, black reflects. Thought, white oh, white absorbs, absorbs. White absorbs. You're right. Because it's the absence of color. Well, I think so. For the but, so. the mass. Co- yeah, like to con- which absorbs the heat. It takes way of, longer of the to city. So you so you're saying the city roads or whatever is going to be warmer, the concrete that's darker. 
the, the, what, what, the amount of buildings, the, warming up. the amount of buildings, brick, photovoltaic cells or right. whatever. Are they really retaining that? Well, I think heat? you're talking about, he's talking about, I think you're talking about two different things. Yes. So the, the cells themselves will reflect some heat back into the atmosphere. Which whereas is going if they to be a lot. If they weren't there, they wouldn't. And then the difference in a in temperature between a city environment and a rural environment because of the concrete, the buildings, absorbing energy and then slowly releasing it back, it's going to be hotter than the rural setting. I think that's what you're talking about. I don't, yeah, I don't think they got into that too much, but right, I don't, I don't but, disagree but that that shouldn't be a concern. That's some deep shit but, right but, there but, there's, but it's one of those things that, yeah, so I watched this. It was great. It, it brought up all these points, but the more and more I thought about it, it was like, well, we're dealing with, I mean, Death Valley hit a record temperature. Well, so did uh, Seattle. 129 degrees. Look at Seattle on the West Coast and I what know. they hit this year. But that doesn't have anything to do with solar panels. I, I understand that. So what are you talking but, about? But if 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 we're what is going to be the 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 eventual trade off? Let's say let's say tomorrow, the, theoretically tomorrow, we shut down all fossil fossil fuel, fuel generating, generating plants. plants, and we're a hundred percent solar tomorrow. What is that going to be in the difference of? Environmental environmental impact is it going to be the same in the long run? I I don't want to lose this thought. Go go go. Where does the black in a solar panel come from? Silicon? Why does it have to be black? I, I don't. I do because not we, know that. we've had that we've had those clear, topics. Yeah, the clear about the glass, glass and yeah. the, so why can't so the solar panel let's, be let's, white? Let's not. It, I don't know. Maybe it's because it wants to trap the. Why does it have to be black or white? Maybe it has to, maybe it's, maybe it's a part, maybe that's, that helps with the efficiency. I don't know. Maybe. Well, let's not get too far into that because that's not really what I, this is about. I know, but it's just. It's I still just, think if we were to replace all fossil fuel generating power plants with all renewable energy, gener energy generating power plants right now, we would still have way less atmospheric interruption well yeah our carbon chances. our carbon our footprint carbon, would yeah. go down to probably but, no, uh, almost nothing so what so the, i think the, please watch the video it's, it's so good yeah very but good very very good getting into what this is saying is that i think the, the well it's just it's one principle of this but i think it's a big one is they say they talk about a large and rapidly expanding global financial bubble now exists around conventional coal gas nuclear and hydropower which i thought it was interesting that they included hydropower but i get it those like those dams those hydropower dams, those, those oh, cost yeah. a lot of money they're they're, yeah, but they're legacy energy assets like I'm, you can call them whatever you want like you can say like clean coal you can say natural gas isn't as dirty but they're legacy fossil fuel energy let, assets. Let, let's take the hoover dam what is that i, I, I don't know listen he was, listen linda, linda. Uh, so that's 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 a power generating legacy, whatever you called it. Fuel. Yep. Okay. Wonder, according to this report. According to this report. So wonder what the maintenance cost over the when when was that put in 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 the sixties? Was it? I thought it was before 50s? that. I Hoover, don't know. Hoover Dam. And anyways. Wonder what the maintenance cost over the years would have been 
for that compared to, let's just say, a photovoltaic panel that has a shelf life of 20 years, and that's just for max efficiency, it's still producing after that 20 years. Would the longevity of that panel and the cost of that panel equal out to something else? I don't know. God, it's a lot of math. Yeah, I mean... Well, so... Uh, so uh, a lot of this, and you can download this, re this report and watch it, or you can watch the video, which kind of, the video is more of a summation than reading the full report. But basically what it's saying is there's a levelized cost of electricity depending on where it's generated from, whether that's coal, uh, wind, solar, hydro, nuclear. And the, thing, and, the, and the thing that got me is that if you think about this, Conventional power plants, because they assume those power plants will be successful, and they'll say they'll sell the same quantity of electricity each year, from now until it, like if one is built today until 2040 and beyond, it's false. Like those will depreciate, and what they're saying is basically that the legacy style power generation sources will become more of peaker. Like we've talked about peaker, like the peaker plants, like when you have a very high load because it's a super hot day and everybody's running their air conditioners, you need these peaker plants. Remember we talked about those peaker plants just charging huge amounts of mm -hmm. money. I mean, we kind of seen this in Texas the right. last, like a couple months ago when these people got these Two, electrical $3, bills thousand for thousands of dollars yeah. because they signed up for these alternate energy generating sources. And when the main grid went down, that was the only thing generating power and they've got charged huge amounts of money. So it's kind of like what they're saying is like, um, we, we subsidize a lot of the legacy energy generating sources, whether through government or whatever else means. And they're just saying that if you take that subsidization and other things into effect, which aren't really being taken into account right. by a lot of sources, that's where they say this bubble's coming from. Mm. So, Man. so on a, on another note, I wonder why they did not put anything into here about geothermal uh, energy production. I think geothermal on a large scale is probably very cost prohibitive, but for individual like residential applications, especially if you're going to live there for a long time, that's probably like. And there may be something buried in here that I didn't see, but I think that's probably why. Well, like, I mean, if you think of like Yellowstone and Old Faithful, I mean, it's 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 a geothermal event. I mean, it's been yeah. going off for forever. And why hasn't anybody devised a way to tap into, or or even volcanoes? Why why haven't we? D d yeah, well, I think because well, I don't know for sure, but I would think that the cost and this talks about this in the video did too. The cost of solar and wind generation is it, getting it, so cheap. Cheap, yeah. It's actually, if you watch the video, they're now saying, ThinkX or RethinkX is now saying solar and wind is cheaper than coal and natural gas, hydro, and um, uh, um, geothermal. Or not geothermal, uh, uh, what was the other one? Coal, natural gas, geothermal. Hydroelectric. And, and and they're saying that it's cheaper than or natural. It's saying it's cheaper than all those, and it and it, I guess their biggest thing is like they're seeing this as a bubble because if you look at the trending 
predictions, people keep saying that coal and natural gas and these other energy sources are going to make a return. They're going to like be more popular. And for the last 10 years, every year they've continued to decline, but people keep st still propping them up that, oh, they're coming back. They're coming back. And they're and, not coming back. But, but is a lot of that just through governmental, I mean, well, that's one of the things they say. It says that, um, few, if any coal, gas, nuclear, or hydropower facilities were survived the transition without aggressive government intervention. And I just don't see that happening over the next five to 10 years. No, not, not, not with the way everything's changing over mm -hmm. to electrical, um, cars and, and maintenance. I mean, like on our last episode, you know, lawn, lawn maintenance. I mean, it's all, it's all switching over to electric yeah. powered stuff. I mean, you have full electric everything, right? For your lawn maintenance mm -hmm. and you have partial Getting, getting there. And I have nothing. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I have a V8 Ford F-150. So it says, so some of the... In your mower? Your mower's a well, V8? talking about his truck. I'm just talking about it. So some of the key findings from this, the, the study that you can download plus the, the video that you can watch. And then they also had like another four-ish minute video of like the future of humanity type thing. I don't know if you guys watch that or not, but it basically says conventional energy assets are severely mispriced and their con their overvaluation is creating a growing asset valuation bubble in the conventional energy sector. There, and this is talking about coal and natural gas and others compared to um, solar and wind. Yeah, coal, gas, nuclear, hydropower are no longer competitive with the com combination of SWB even using inaccurate mainstream localized calculations. I forget what SWB means, but it's it's in there. Solar and wind power reach cost parity, and because cheaper than coal, gas, nuclear, and hydropower several years sooner than mainstream analysts reported. So they're saying that we're coal, solar and wind are already either as cheap or cheaper than those conventional fuel sources i just i just can't fathom why they would put hydroelectric in there because i think it's super expensive to build a hydro dam i well, think that's why i'm not talking about the dam i'm talking about like wave generators and stuff like that that's that not that's that's not the same thing well it's still high it's hydroelectric i mean mm. it, it's water moving something you that's could be, generate i don't disagree with that and it said the widening gap between rapidly increasing conventional energy and rapidly decreasing uh, legacy costs means that the, the disruption will proceed faster than expected. So what they're saying is that you're going to see over the next few years the traditional energy generation market severely decline versus the newer renewable energy and, market. And I'm all for it. And I mean, you know, I mean, our next, I don't know, is that the next topic we're getting ready to discuss? I don't know. But I just think that it, it just talks about carbon neutrality can be achieved more quickly and cheaply than generally expected. So I think what they're saying is there's an overvaluation for the older generating types of energy sources and that we can, we are, or it has been accelerated. When you think about wind and solar, it's accelerating faster than anybody thought it would be as far as the, as far as the price and how much economic sense it makes to build those instead of a right. coal or a nuclear and, or whatever. And, and even just looking at, at, at the progression in the last six months of electric vehicles 
And all of a sudden, out of the woodworks, all these people <laughs> yeah. are going, oh, we're going to be electric by 3035. And, and or this, 2025 or, tw- or, or whatever, 2025. Yeah. And, and this, and this uh, article does go ahead and say, you know, with the, the way trend is going, it it's going to happen. And, yeah. you know, I'm for, I'm all for, I'd love to have, I'd love to have solar because, you know, my electric bills are crazy because I'm in with the co-op and, and we pay a little bit more because of the co-op. So if. But, I, w- I would like to have it, even if I paid the same amount, because I think it's more uh, independent of. The grid. Well, if the grid goes down, or if you have a storm, you you don't lose your power. Right. Well, here here's the problem though, the way the the laws are written right now, uh, if I install a photovoltaic system at my house and I am overproducing, the way Ohio laws are written right now, I become a generation station and I have to go to a certain. Uh, Basically, I will come out of my co-op, and, and it, I think it's the same way with Duke. You can only produce what you use. You can't yeah, overproduce. They, yeah, they're not. And, well, and, yeah, for most places, they're not going to give you some super credit, right? Right, and so that's 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 the problem with the laws. I don't need to be paid for my overproduction. Yeah. Just let me produce what me I want to use and give yeah. me a credit and let me use it for my hours that I'm not – because. No, I agree. If you do battery backup, you're going to spend more money on batteries every few years than it would be on what you paid for electric at night as of battery technology right now. Unless you're going to unless you're going to live somewhere for like 20 years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because if you if you have enough battery storage in your house to run your house 24 7 365 every two years or so you're going to have to change out that whole battery bank every two years with lead acid the way oh, they're doing oh I'm not, yeah i don't now, think anybody who's using lead acid a anymore? lot of people like not for use, brand new installations a, a lot of yes they are because really? of mm. cost effect and but a power wall is not that much can you get one right now? Can you can you right now <laughs> get on that computer and get you a no, power wall? No. no, you cannot. So that's a good segue, Darren. Ooh, okay. Power What's gonna happen in the power wall when the forty six eighty cells come out? I don't know. Ooh. So the next topic we have is talking about the new uh, launch of the four hundred twenty watt solar panels from Tesla. Um so we were just we were kind of talking about this off off uh <laughs> before the podcast i love i love that first little (laughs) intro into this so yeah tesla is launching a new 420 watt solar panel one of the most powerful residential solar panels on the market right now let the 420 jokes begin it says so it's not that it's more watts per panel for the same size panel rather it's a larger panel so it can produce 420 watts so the the thinking is you will need less panels, less connections, less labor, faster insulation possibly. Uh, so Same it's not output. it's it's not higher efficiency or output. Yeah. Why I don't understand why that's new. You guys discussed my turn to use my thing. Like like why? So 
have panels been a certain size for yeah, so well, long? There's 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 different levels of panels. Like you can go to Harbor Freight right now and buy, you know, two hundred watt panels to do you know, you could run a couple light bulbs and some other stuff with. Mm-hmm. Okay, so most of your photovoltaic panels are 280 to like, I think like 340. So all this is doing is you're using the same footprint, but you need less panels. And with less panels, you're like, like I was saying earlier, the quote I got to put a 10 kVA system into my house was going to be around 22 something, 22,000 something. Uh-huh. Well, with this, I need less panels, so they're going to cost less. So that price might drop down four or $5,000, maybe. But, but really, how many let, I, I think somewhere in the article, it kind of explains how many less panels, but you're not, you're not gaining that much more with these new 420 panels, are you? Well, you're gaining, you're gaining, you're gaining the, um, the maintenance basically. So with these bigger panels, you're going to have less connections because these panels mm. are all linked to each other. Yep. And then it goes back to a central location for your inverter, which converts it. And then you mm-hmm. can charge your batteries from there or it goes straight into your house. Yeah. So with those less connections, I mean, think about it. If you had, if your if your house every outlet in your house was wired one after another after another after another that first one goes bad you know you change that one out well what if six of them go bad and what's this doing is with these bigger panels you don't need as many so so your cost is 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 smaller because you don't have to have as many panels so and I wonder what's keeping them from doing a a, a five forty, a, a six twenty. Like it, it, it like, probably like, what, become, what's changed all of a sudden that these four twenty panels are. But probably size and weight, size and weight, size and weight like because, how easy they are to handle. But if you get too big, then yeah, you, I mean, it's then hard you to handle, hard to ship, hard to uh, hard to okay. hard to install okay. in the house. Because honestly, I would not. If I if if I was today to put in uh, photovoltaic panels at my house, I would not mount them on my roof. Yeah, you would do like a little uh, I like would, farm thing. I would I would do a a raised uh, area where they were mounted to metal poles and but I mean then you can also get into the to the, the craziest part of this where it's sun tracking. So it always keeps that panel at the right degree to generate as much power, mm. which you could do easier. I mean, they can do it on the, on the top of the house. And my, my neighbors, my neighbors went photovoltaic last year and, you know, I talked to her the other day and she was like, yeah, we got a $22 electric bill. <laughs> they have solar. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, they don't, they there's don't. a big investment up front right. the, and it's going to take. 15 well i mean they pay cash for theirs but but it's going to take 15 to 20 years to but they're they're i think their or, usage return on compared investment. to us oh, is yeah. probably different oh yeah. yes so yes. that's they, why they are they good are point. good point you know they're not keeping their house at a comfortable 72 or whatever they don't have, they don't have seven tvs <laughs> they don't have a, a couple Computers. servers running 
like a podcast. I, I, I think <laughs> they don't have two. I think two their Tesla's usage is probably a little time. different. <laughs> so yes, when you point. sent that picture the other day, I was just what like, picture? your usage. Oh, because I hit a new. So yeah, I hit a new usage high for. So Darren and I have the sense. Uh, what is that even called? Sense monitor. Yeah, it's a sense it just, energy monitor that's installed into your breaker, your breaker panel. And it tells you like, I mean, it's, it's not terrible. I mean, it does a decent job of figuring out what's generating your load, but it's not great either. It has room for improvement. Anyway, like if you hit a new energy, all time usage energy high, it will tell you like, Hey, you hit like, Oh, thanks. And cause like we had the, I think the oven and the, Stove, AC, AC was running. AC, washer and dryer. Tesla was charging. TVs were on. It's like, yeah. What was it, like 11? No, it was like 23,000. It was a lot. 23,000 Yeah, it was a lot. I was pulling some juice. I've, I've only, I mean, and my house, I've only seen like 9,500. was pulling and, some And juice. I saw that well, and I was like, half of holy that, crap. Half of that was the Tesla. Was the Tesla, Let's, yes. Uh, just to be fair. But but that that can't be that much. The Tesla? Yeah. 11 kilowatt? 11 kilowatt? Uh, yeah. Hour. Per hour. It's 11,000. Yeah. It's wow. half of that. It's half of that number. It was 20. It was it was like 24 th or 22. And 1,100 of that 11, was the 11, Tesla. Yeah. So that was, that 20 some was an hour? Yes. Yes. That's, that is a lot. Yeah, I took a picture of it. So... <laughs> Tesla Solar became extremely competitive, and the company ramped up installations to 92 megawatt hours or 92 megawatts deployed last quarter. Um, Tesla is launching a new solar panel, which is the T420S photovoltaic module. Uh, the automaker hasn't updated its online solar solar panel configurator yet. I think you guys have messed around with that. I think I did. I don't know yeah. if you did. Who who was that? Who was that uh, lady that commented on our? DWE post about this. She knew somebody. You know, you know her. She had like a solar company I used to live down in Florida. Florida. Okay. She had some. She's solar. the wife of a coworker of mine back in the day. Yeah, she oh, had okay. like some solar, solar kind of solar. I guess they do power installations. That's what she said. Yeah. So the automaker hasn't updated its the configurator yet, but it only features the the. So it was a it was previously a three hundred forty watt panel. Right. So they almost added another hundred watts to this panel. Um, 80, um, and it's manufactured by Hanwha Solar. However, they've confirmed, uh, Electric has confirmed through a third party that the installers are already offering the new 420-watt panel, which is much more powerful than the previous offering and amongst the most powerful residential solar panels on the market. And this is kind of yeah, because what it looks like. Back, Cause back, it's just bigger. Back when I did uh, the... Zach from uh, Jerry Rig Everything, he did a special on a DIY solar? kit solar that you could buy. So I actually reached out to that company and got a quote, and it was going to cost me like $24,000 to do yeah. my own install. And then I got other quotes that's going to cost me 22000 for something I don't even have to touch. Yeah, I think when I did the online configurator, it was like, 16,000 for like two, and that was like with two, uh, power two power walls. walls. Now, the are older you, power walls. Are you, are you allowed to have no, any? Right nope. Okay. 
So it says the panel is not more efficient. It's 19.8% efficient, but it's bigger, allowing for fewer modules per installation, which you guys are just talking about. It says the Tesla module is one of the most powerful residential photovoltaic modules available. And so it requires 20% fewer modules to to achieve the same power as a standard system. And it boasts a high conversion efficiency and a half-cell architecture that improves shade tolerance. I'm not sure what that means, but the new module features technology developed by Zip Solar, a company acquired by Solar City before it was acquired itself acquired by Tesla. And according to the Tesla data sheet, they say um, featuring our proprietary Zip Group design, the all-black module connects easily with Tesla tw- ZS components to keep panels close to your roof and close to each other for a blended aesthetic and simple drop-in and precision quarter-turn connections. So they got some uh, details here about uh, if you want to size out a system. So if you look here, you've got uh, the number of uh, so power ratings. What'd you say you need like a ten kilowatt? Yeah, I need, I need a ten kilowatt. He needs about so, thirty so, panels. So thirty-two, probably so, thirty-one. Yeah. So you're looking at so a twelve, an eight is twenty-four. So yeah, you're looking at like thirty. What a, you're between a medium and a large. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, probably six, the, 600 square but, feet. But see, that's the bad thing right now is because the way the laws are written, well, who says I can't get an extra large system? Oh, that's right, because if I start producing my own energy, I fall into a different bracket, and then I have to, who, pay, is that a state I have law? to I have to pay taxes on that because I am I am a generating source now. What is that a state law or is that I, I don't just know something with state, the, the energy provider? No, it, it is a state. Ooh, so you could <laughs> set it, your thermostat. Is there something behind me? You no, could I just set, like there was like a shadow. Of you a could shadow set your thermostat to like seventy. So you wouldn't be. Wait a minute. You What's your thermostat on? Seventy-one. But I'm, but I'm saying, like, you could, well, yeah. you could, like, use up more of no, that. No, I energy. couldn't. That think, that, that think wouldn't about, take up. That wouldn't take up more. That think, more. Think, oh, think okay. about. Think about. Sixty-eight. Sixty-nine. Ooh. <laughs> think about how much energy you use during the day. I'm at work. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. So guess when this is all producing. During the day. Ah. Overabundance. So when you get home at four or five in the winter and it's dark outside, you're not producing anything, but you're using a bunch of electric because well, you're you cooking dinner and, and everything else. I don't cook dinner, so. All right. So anyways, go go on. You sure? No, I'm I'm done. I could rant on, but we're already I don't want to interrupt you again. No. No, you did it three times. I'm hurt. I did it three times. I'm hurt right here. What did I interrupt? You dismissed did I interrupt me. him three times. <laughs> yes, and I and I I made a soft little. You just dismissed me. You, you go, go back and watch this, and you'll hear it. Did you catch that? No. <laughs> just punch me in the ribs next time. Uh, three different articles. Yeah. Or three the same article. Oh. Three different tangents. I mean, you know. Oh. I mean. oh, 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 it was a tangent. See, I don't feel bad if it was a tangent. No, it wasn't a tangent. I was trying to make a point. Like okay, the the first one you did was when I was like, did you guys see the meme of the of Elon for the full self driving, and then you just went on to something else. You just like totally. Did. did you see the meme? No. So that was a tangent. No, it wasn't a tangent. Oh, was it? It was it was a comment to full self driving nine. Oh. Because was it a Twitter thing? 
it was on Twitter and it was on Facebook and it was on TikTok and it was everywhere because they aged him out to be like an old man. I seen the I see I did see that picture. And that's what I was uh, trying to make the point, and you just dismissed me. Oh, You're like, eh, it'll be okay. I, I apologize for it'll that one. Okay. What was the next one? I don't know. <laughs> I've I've drank too much beer since then. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm not trying yeah, to dismiss oh you. I'm just trying to keep us on. The track I, I'm just bit. I'm just adding drama into our podcast. No, to, I'm just trying to keep us like we still have like I know we do three three more articles to cover. Well, we only got one from Matt. I mean, and we're already at two hours and thirteen minutes. We still got three more articles. Well, maybe we need to cut our forty-five minute stuff in the very beginning. We were only thirty-five. All right. So next up, we have from uh, where is this from? Electrify, Electrify, Newsweek.com. No, oh, no, Newsweek. So Electrify America oh, is going to double the number of EV chargers by twenty twenty-five. This is pretty cool. So this this picture like that looks like solar or something to mm-hmm. me. Um, Just a canopy. It With does solar say on yeah, top. some of which will have canopy truck vehicles use chargers, like that. But they mean it, it looks like solar. It like what like this is you've said this. I don't know how many times. Why why don't they put solar on it? Is it because it's not enough? It wouldn't Probably be enough not. solar to do anything or no? Because the see, panels themselves are too expensive. See that, but they're not. Two articles ago. Two articles go, the trend is going. Yeah. They would have to well they probably wouldn't be able to put enough on that camera. Right. No, well, I mean, think about think about the the zoo, the Cincinnati Zoo. All their covered parking they put in is all photovoltaic, which runs ninety percent of the zoo. Oh yeah. The cover yeah. They would just have to put some probably some additional to yeah, this. Yeah, you you, you see that you see that mountain over there? They just cover that mountain. Cover right the mountain. There with some, <laughs> well, some not the mountain. Let's just maybe the <laughs> desert area between the mountain and the and the parking lot. <laughs> I, I I so having recently done a trip in my Y, I would definitely appreciate a covered area charging as I'm charging. It'd be nice. You you. You have a covered area while you're charging. You're sitting inside the car. You know that that sunroof still gets pretty freaking hot. Well, guess what? You should have paid a little bit extra and put that clear. You know what? In all of my research, it has UV protection on it. Not enough. Add more. It definitely doesn't have enough. I'm going to have it done. Anyways, this cracked me up because it says Electrify America. And Electrify, and Electrify America. America. Dude, that threw me for a loop when I first I was read like, that. What? I'm like, what is Joe doing here? I don't know if that, I did that. No, that's or, how no, the article that's was. That's how the car, yeah. Okay. I, I'll take the blame. I mean, no, no, no it, that's what it was. I, I was didn't like, know if it was like spelt so differently says, or something. Um, I looked at it. I kept looking at it. It just Electrify America <laughs> and Electrify America. Are they two different companies? <laughs> Are they like, Sorry. is it like Twix, left Twix and right Twix? <laughs> So it says uh, they are going to expand their current footprint of 800 charging stations and 3,500 individual chargers, which is what they're going to have by the end of 2021, to 10,000 chargers, not stations, but chargers. So they would be able to charge 10,000 vehicles simultaneously. So 6,500. That's almost by double. The, by the end of 20. So four years. That's pretty good. So four and a half years. And that's just electrify. That's not including what Tesla's going to do. Didn't they just, didn't I, did I see something where they just bought like one of the destination charging app things? Like 
you see that? Who? Mm. Electrify America did? Or was that EVgo? I don't remember. Maybe they bought EVgo. But I don't remember. It was on our Tesla group, I thought. What threw me for a loop is that Electrify America is owned by Volkswagen Group. Is it? But Ford, that's that's going to be their that's going to be their platform that they're using as of right now. That's what it's going to be. Electrify America. So. Yeah, that, it's, it's, well, it says they're they're making this commitment to support the plans by major auto manufacturers and the U.S. and Canadian governments to help the transformation to an electric mobility trans, transport system. So maybe they're getting some of that stimulus, some of, well, not stimulus money, but that infrastructure money. If it, right. if that that we that still hasn't been passed, but 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 it it also goes back, and that's one of the reasons I put this in here is if it's owned by the Volkswagen Group. And Ford's already into it, and other people are going to be using the Electrify America because who else? What was it? Kia or I don't remember. So somebody else was going to to be in that group. Well, they're already starting that all-in-one charging network. Right. So you know why why aren't they going to just keep going with it and and go further and further and further? Yeah, because I mean, that makes sense. because until. I know people, you know, you have your Fords, you have your Chevys, you have your Dodges, you have, you know, Kia, everything else, Tesla, all this. And everybody's like, oh, we're the best, we're the best, we're the best. But when, when Number does one it, vehicle in America is? Yeah. Tesla. Number three vehicle in America is? Tesla. Number two vehicle is Ford. We're not going to, we're not going to say that. But anyways, so why don't you go ahead and, and help everyone out and make the universal and be done with it. I agree. I agree. We need like a universal charging standard, just like we have a gas, like mm-hmm. whatever octane yeah. ratings like you have. 87, 89. But I think, um, I don't know if it was EVgo or if it was them. Uh, I think it was EVgo. They were installing stations that had um, like a Tesla, the Tesla charger and like a, the other charger. So even if you have like the chargers can have different, like more than one, uh, that uh, that's all fine. you need is like an adapter. That's fine. Or something. If if but if there there was I, I, there an adapter stations or yeah. or whatever else. I mean, because you know <clears throat> you you everybody has their oh well this port yeah. is better because it it's better supported yeah. or or whatever else you know. I mean, or can charge at a faster capacity or and, whatever. And like like on the Ford Lightning and and the the Mustang, they have the small residential one, and then you fold down that other one, Got and you have the, the the other two that makes it the height. High amp charge. So it says they, um, they're they already committed to spending $2 billion over the next 10 years on zero-emission vehicle infrastructure, education, and access. So I wonder what the education and access part is. And it says as part of the plan, they will add Hawaii, North Dakota, South Dakota, West Virginia, Wyoming, and Vermont to a list of states that operates charging stations in. So I guess they don't have those currently. Mm-hmm. And when those open, it will give the company a presence in 49 states and the District of Columbia. So here's a, this is a pretty cool. So this map. Are the, are, is it not going to be in Alaska maybe? Is that the 50th? Uh, I would think so, yeah. I mean, because it's so few and far between. I don't know. Mm. So you got today what they have and then in the future. So a I lot, mean, of, you're, lot you're, of upper. You're only talking less than four years. Yeah. And they're going to put in that many in less that's than four lot. years. Yeah. That's a lot. And that's just in the United States. That's well, it's not- it's mostly upper Midwest, Midwest, and maybe and more a little bit more on the East Coast. 
Like if you look at the West Coast, there's like almost the same. Right. <laughs> so. But but that's just in the United States. They also have yeah, the Canada, Canada, yeah, the Canada, Canada. Uh, division that that they talk in this article, and there's they're going to be pushing that pretty hard too. So yeah, it says Canada's 68 new charging stations will expand the company's network into Saskatchewan. 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 It's Saskatchewan. Manitoba, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and Prince Edward Island. This will allow most electric vehicles to be able to drive from Halifax, Nova Scotia, to Victoria, British Columbia. That's pretty cool. And the plan will increase the deployment of 150 and 350 kilowatt chargers. These fast chargers allow modern vehicles to be charged at their fastest possible rate. Well, 150, is that level two? Yep. Yeah. What's home is level one? Like even like, I don't even know that Tesla charger is, is that level. even is even. I think it was it just like I think it's like one ten to two twenty is level one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. My turn. Your turn. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a good night when you're taking. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> next up we have. Oh, next up. Next up. InsideEVs.com. A uh, new EV air conditioner refrigerant said to extend range by 50%. You know, I, I've read this article a number of times. I still don't see yeah. their science behind the increase of 50%. From what I gathered, it needs a lower or it can cool at a higher temperature. It doesn't have to go uh, there doesn't have to be as much as the temperature difference, and it can start cooling at a higher temperature than the coolant, re- the current refrigerant, so it's more efficient in that way. Is mm. what I read, and I think when we were texting yesterday or 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 slacking maybe yesterday about this is like, can they adopt this to heat pumps and stuff? Heat pumps yeah, for the house. Res- residential HVAC. Yeah. Like, why can't this be? Why couldn't this be used to make uh, residential HVAC more efficient as well. Like, uh, I didn't see anything in it that said it couldn't or why it couldn't. Right. I mean, I I get it to where like they said. I mean, fifty percent is a lot. Yeah. I mean, like happy if you have a if you have a, if you have a vehicle that currently has a three hundred mile range, they're talking about now you have a four hundred fifty mile range, but that's only considering when you're running your air conditioner. Like, if you're not running your air conditioner. Not going to give you crap. It, it, yeah. So in your the winter, not, so your range in, isn't going to get in the winter. Hit. This isn't going to do anything for your range. This no, is, a, a heat pump. Or is, is it running still, in the is winter it still time. using that coolant? Yeah, is, in the, it, in yeah. the winter too. Yep. It just runs in reverse. That's true. So it's trying to pull the but pull will, whatever. Will heat it be? Will it be as as efficient? efficient? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember reading that because it just says that. It, it says an EV with a range of 124 miles, which what the hell has 124 miles of range? Like a a BMW what? i3 oh, or something? Sir, can you call me? Is it severe your weather? Is that down? a severe weather warning? I just got a severe weather warning. No, that was my uh, niece who just got her, her Facebook thing. Her Facebook. If we go offline anytime in the next few minutes, it's because we have a severe weather warning. Is it bad? Is it bad? We're, yeah, we're in the basement. We're in the basement. Uh, well, I'm getting I'm getting alerts. My seatbelt my... doesn't work. What do you suggest I do? You're in the back seat. I suggest you go back. Old school, man. I know. Uh, yeah, I'm getting alerts from my cameras where 
it's showing that there's motion when it's just lightning outside. Oh, okay. so, it's, mm. so it says in, in extreme temperatures, cabin cooling and heating up, heating eat up significant amounts of power from the EV's batteries that are all there. As a result, there are many gains to be made in terms of boosting driving range by making heating cooling systems more efficient. Uh, Japanese top air conditioner maker Daikon Industries comes in as the company claims it has developed a refrigerant for EVs that can extend their range by up to 50% with the product scheduled to go on sale by 2025. So that's not going to see it for golly, a few years. That's so, a long time. And it says it, and it says EV specifically. So it's like, I wonder why this is only geared towards EVs. Well, the, um, the refrigerant wouldn't be as this, beneficial in an ice car. That makes sense. But what about a home application? That's that's what I want to know. Yeah, true. Yeah, and but, it, well, but, but I mean, you, you got R12 and then 134A and then whatever the new standard is for refrigerant. Uh, and I don't remember what it is. That was going to be my point is, are you using the same refrigerant in newer cars as you are in... Home. homes it's different systems maybe. well i mean the the 134a i mean r12 is pretty much you can't use it anymore can you? well you can and it's, it's very expensive. it's very expensive because both of my ac units were both r12 oh, and when i had to or? because they were so old and i had to is keep, that the one that has to be supposed to be captured yeah is that the one that's like the ozone yes problem? okay so then they went to 134a which was more environmental friendly but not as but, efficient but not well no it, it was actually more efficient but oh, had to be yeah have a newer system you had to have a newer system to run it and then now there's a newer system out and i don't know what the number on that is and i apologize so if we're talking about going from 12 to 134a to whatever this but is. you have to have a newer system whatever they've developed can i guess has to be newer system too pumped with a newer type of yeah but is it is it, is it just a, a, a compressor i mean yeah. because i mean a heat pump uh, it, it, it a heat pump's very simple if you don't know how a heat pump works your heat pump is basically when you're having heat it comes in and it pressurizes your refrigerant and makes heat by friction because it pressurizes it when you pressurize something How's it, again? when you pressure when you pressurize it it gets hot so your hot wow. your hot goes through I just, a radiator which that's how you get your heat on the ac part of it it brings it in through the low pressure pump which which has the reverse effect which makes it cold then you have to deal with that heat coming back out so that's why during the summer months i have free hot water because the heat because it ha it can only dissipate so much heat through the earth on my geothermal and the rest of it gets tumped into my hot water gotcha mm. that makes sense so like literally like literally i using my sense this is the third time you may might as well tag them in this episode because we've talked about them <laughs> three times already i was like is he saying i cut off cut him off again because i didn't cut him off this <laughs> no but using my sense I, I can see when my hot water tank has kicked on and how many minutes. And this past month, it's hardly ran at all. Oh, because this because gotcha. because of my byproduct. Does it have a geothermal. storage tank? So basically, out of the there's there's a water line that runs straight to my hot water tank, and there's a special diverter valve mm. that lets water come in to my geothermal and then pushes it back. 
Now, if if it's like ninety for like days on days on days and or, or higher, there's a possibility when I turn on my cold water, it'll be warm. <laughs> Because it pushes that much, it's dissipating that much heat that it actually starts creeping into your cold water. That makes sense. So it says Daikon's new refrigerant has a a boiling point of minus 40 Celsius. What? Do that math. Which is 10 to 15 degrees lower than the product currently used by EV makers worldwide, which we don't know what that is. And it says... uh, since air conditioners use heat generated by compressing the refrigerant to heat and cool the inside, uh, the air inside the car, the new product reduces the amount the amount of power required for compression, freeing up more electricity for the vehicle. I didn't know that heating and cooling took that mm-hmm. much energy, but I guess it does. Make, I mean, when the heat when they made the heat pump for the Model Y, then they adopted the Model Three. You've right. seen a huge rage increase for that. So, science. Well, I think you're, like even in the Tesla forums, we're in like a lot of people that are complaining about their range loss over the first year, maybe two. Like they probably don't have the newer heat pump, so that's probably even a bigger impact, I would think, maybe. But that's also such an estimated number. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the the whole BMS thing, and if you but, go by miles or percentage, and but it also goes to your driving style and your driving style and yeah. my driving style. Or we're gonna if if we everybody's gonna be let's there. say we drive Joe's car fifty miles. Yes, each, let's each, do it. Each of us drives fifty miles. We full charge after that fifty miles. I guarantee you'd use more miles than I would, <laughs> yeah, oh, or, yeah. or 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 vice versa. You know what I mean? Oh, we're not yeah. gonna have the same mileage range at the end of that little experiment. Yeah, that's true. So it says they're still considering the price of this new refrigerant. So they haven't told us how much it's going to cost yet. But they did say... Um, Billions. <laughs> the most common refrigerant for use in EV air conditioners, a product jointly developed by U.S. companies Honeywell and Shamores, costs around... S'mores? Shamores. Or Camores. I don't know how you say that. $270 per vehicle. Since the alternative to increase battery capacity to extend range by 100 kilometers is much more expensive, automakers are likely to pay twice the current price for the new refrigerant without blinking the common refrigerant costs two approximately 270 dollars per, per car 30,000 yen 30,000 yen 200 what well okay holy moly so last time i had to get my my uh when i had ac units i had to get one of them charged because it's r12 one pound cost me four hundred dollars wow. one pound i wonder how much is in a uh five EV. pounds but are in that that unit that three it was a it was a two and a half ton unit but was the 400 but was the comfort oh yeah yeah it was from that four hundred dollars yes. felt yes it was i would hope so not yeah. not like what i feel now but yes it oh, was amazing yeah. then yeah what, what uh, a, per- a perfect 71 degrees oh all the way through my house. Is it really 71? Oh, my God, dude. It That geothermal is just nuts. 71 degrees. Yes. got to keep them filters changed yeah, out. Yeah, huh? that, that, is, that is the only downfall I've found about that unit is... Uh, How well it filters. Is that because power? it runs? It never stops? Like well, the it, air circulation? It, the, the, the volume of air that, uh, that unit moves. The CFM is so much greater than what i have now it just means it's pulling it's 
pulling in that much more air to condition. That's true. right. So my exchange, I, I'd like to know the the exchange that that, you know, like so many CFM per right. hour. That's, yeah. Because that thing, I mean, like it it. I mean, considering what it puts out, it has to be sucking in that much, mm -hmm. and it it pulls it it puts it puts out a lot because because standing in front of your refrigerator in your oh, kitchen yeah. when it's on like you're feeling and seeing like the stuff in your fridge move. right right we gotta we gotta make sure that that there's more magnets on some of arlo's art because you'll be laying in bed at night oh, and you'll that, hear you get that you'll hear right there and you're like what is that noise you it is right under your fridge isn't it yeah yeah why is it right there uh, because that was a, uh, that's not the original location. No, of course, because not. that, that is an inset right there. And then they built those, God. those, uh, so I where the fridge was before there was no fridge. There was an ice chest. Yeah. In 1957, <sighs> there was fridges. Thank you very much. Anyway, it says that <sighs> there, you know, this is supposed to be coming in 2025, right? Global EV production is estimated to rise 11.8 million units. 5.3 times higher. 11.84 million units. 5.3 times higher than in 2020, according to IHS market. So, crazy. That's a lot of EVs. That is a lot of EVs. Where are they going to get those batteries from? That's why they're getting rid of the cobalt. and They're not going to... They're going to be able to make cheaper and mm -hmm. less water and... Mm -hmm. Gonna be buying them from Tesla, I guess. Oh man, I can't wait for four years. Tesla is probably gonna make more money selling batteries than they do cars in the next five years. What? I think so. What? Where do you think so? When all the gig, when the next, the, where they, where they're building what three new gigafactories just for batteries, and they said they're gonna need, in order to ramp production where they want it, they're gonna need ten gigafactories in the next decade to meet their demand. And then you got Samsung and everybody else. Like, if they if they choose to start selling their battery technology to other manufacturers, with they have no cobalt, fifty was it fifty percent less water. It's like mostly silicon based, more efficient, more power delivery, tabless, whatever. All those you know for battery day stuff, they could probably make just as much money selling batteries as they do cars if they really wanted to. Mm. Just saying. To the Could moon. happen. Could happen. All right. Last up, fellas. This is the last one? Yeah. Yeah. We still got to shoot beer review. <laughs> it's 939. Uh, 938. <laughs> I'm going to need a snack or something, guys. <laughs> we got some wings left. From Engadget.com, Amazon has acquired Facebook's, internet, or Facebook's satellite internet team. What? Am Amazon, they bought them. I guess I Facebook. didn't even know they had a team. I, well, I, didn't I think they we kind of knew like loosely, but I guess they lost interest. They were like, "Yeah, we are not going to compete with SpaceX and <laughs> and and Amazon." So that was smart. You, you're right. It was the project Coupler. I don't know. How, yeah, Co Co Cooper, Kepler, Kepler, Cooper. Well, there's no Keep, L, so Cooper, 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 project. Yeah, so that was the. So it says that a race developed satellite internet includes some of the big players, SpaceX, Amazon. Oh, SoftBank was the other one, and Facebook. However, Facebook has now essentially thrown in the towel, um, selling its internet satellite team to Amazon. How do you sell a team? Like, hey, uh, 
We love the work that you've done here. <laughs> it's it's but just, you now are going to go work at Amazon. Oh bummer. I mean, and uh see ya. Well, I mean it's just <laughs> I mean you're paying, you're paying how many of those people are gonna quit? None. No. Oh my what? god, you'd be dumb to quit in well, my opinion. How do you you don't know that? They could be like I they could be like nothing's gonna change. Nothing screw you, Bezos. We don't like you. <laughs> Right. I, I'm, I'm I'm just saying. The saying. Well, Bezos ain't there. He's he's off doing he's trying his, to go into space. space. Into the, the upper atmosphere. Yes, the upper atmosphere, not space. <laughs> the information has reported for Amazon. It's a significant step in its effort to develop its Project Cooper. Because they need to catch up. Satellite network and catch up with SpaceX Starlink broadband satellite concept, which they have over, what, 12,000 now? Is it 12,000 or 1,200? Or twelve hundred, okay. but so you you've seen. Try not to be too much of a sidebar here, but um, project uh, Falcon Heavy with um, uh, the new spaceship. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a new spaceship. I've not, I've not. Falcon Heavy and the. Uh, um, the new spaceship that they've been testing. Um, Starhopper. Starhopper. So Falcon Heavy is the rocket that Starhopper yeah. is going to be launched on. Oh. Can hold like 11,000 tons. Right? Is it Wait, I thought it was way more than that. I thought it was like 11,000 tons, Darren. I think so. Which, didn't they well, say that was like 400, 400 Starlink satellites? Yeah. Yeah, they so could, right now they're launching like what sixty at a time. I think it's sixty or sixty-five, depending on. They can the launch four hundred at a time. So with be, Starhopper, that, that thirty-five thousand mark that he wanted to hit was were, were dependent on Starhopper, right? So that's that's probably one of the main reasons they bought this because of their Facebook technology must have had something, and it even or says in the, the article the, the, that they're the, the trying talent. to catch up with what. Uh, SpaceX is doing, and they SpaceX has already said they are going to launch Starhopper on Falcon Heavy, like a trial launch by the end of the year. Did you did you did you see the article about that or whatever where the FCC said no? Oh, about the Texas space base. Yeah, you're not going to be launching. It's not an there. approved launch site, right? And yeah, are they gonna plan? Are they planning I, on launching from there? Like? I guess, but see, I thought it was. I thought everything launched from Kennedy Space Center because of the rotation of the Earth, and that was the best place for it to get up into orbit and does, a whole bunch of stuff. I don't understand. Does that matter with the heavy though? What the best plate? I, well, I thought the heavy had so much thrust and all this well, it, stuff. It, it, like it's, it's, it could it's the most. That. It's it'll be the most powerful rocket since the Saturn Nine. Jesus, the Saturn Nine, which which launched the Apollo missions, was right. the most powerful rocket ever launched, and this will be more than that. History. So, Science. like Starlink, Project Kepler, Cooper. I don't know how to say this is designed to provide low-latency, high-speed broadband connectivity to users around the world. Amazon aims to have 3,236 satellite constellations in orbit by 2029, <laughs> with half of it launched by 2026. It also plans to build 12 ground stations around the world to transmit data to and from a satellite. 
They're going to have 1,618 satellites where, in the next five years. Where are they Where are they getting the chips to build all these? I mean, it, they're doing it in the next five years, so what does it matter? They're so far behind. I know. But like I want the competition. I, I do too. But no one else is even close at this point. And they were the next closest per- person. Right. And that, and that's probably one of the reasons they bought this so they could catch up a little bit. That just goes to show you how far SpaceX is from everybody else. How is Amazon gonna get these into space? That's a good point. Using Blue Origin. Is it going to be Blue Origin, really? or is it going to be well, base? That's that's, I mean, yeah, that's what Bezos that, is. That's what Bezos. There are even then they're they're well, super far behind, right? Maybe they're going to throw it on on the super heavy. Who knows? I mean, they I mean, it's money. You think that's what let them? Well, yeah. I was going to say, are they going to like? Well, so think use... about it. Think about it. Elon has always been. Here's our stuff. Yeah. Catch up with us. Here's this. That's Catch true. up with that us. That is true. That is true. Because competition brings out the best. Oh, he loves it. Because he loves it. Think about it, and I, and I don't know if you work like I work. No. Because when I run into a problem, obviously my, not because we don't have that. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, that was from a hammer on a roof. You're not supposed to do that. It just happens, man. I mean, when you're working, boom, boom, boom. You just keep working. You just hit that, and you're like, oh, that's going to hurt later, and you just keep going. But anyways, nope, I'm done. I'm stopping. <laughs> There's going to be a moment of silence for that thumb. Uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay, thank God. Let's go. Keep going. So it says, Amazon is significantly ramped up hiring efforts at its Redmond headquarters 500, with 500 employees currently aboard and 200 open positions. Wow. The employees coming from Facebook are reportedly based in the Los Angeles area and include physicists as well as optical, prototyping, mechanical, and software engineers. Facebook's former head of Southern California Connectivity, Jen Baines, is now listed as Project Cooper's. How do you say that? We got to figure out how to say this. Director in his LinkedIn page. Meanwhile, it seems Facebook is getting out of the satellite internet business and focusing on terrestrial programs, having invested in subsea and terrestrial fiber as well as wireless services like Express Wi-Fi. I've heard of that. The company recently launched its an Athena satellite, though its point view tech through its point view tech subsidiary subsidiary, but it's only a test mission rather than a start of a satellite internet constellation. With the sale of its satellite team to Amazon, it appears that any ambitions it may have had in this area over. Again, how do you, like, I can understand if you sell a company, like, you're all these employees, like, they just sold, they sold, like, a team of people to someone else, like, yeah, but it's just like, it's just They're like, not like a bunch of cattle. Yeah, but no, it's like this. <laughs> I mean. Think about it. Think about it like this. <laughs> you you pay, you pay Epidemic Sound how much per month to use their system. Where so does he ba- go? With? I got, too no, much money. I, I no. 15 bucks. No, I mean, but. But you get gotta, their whole library. You get their whole library. So that's basically all they're doing. But is, those people can quit. Well, Epidemic Sound isn't going to quit I, if I pay them. I, I understand that, but you're buying their you're buying their research that they've already done. Yeah. 
buying and, the intellectual property. And and most people in those positions are doing it for the science and they want to keep working on that. They will not quit because they want to make the better. That's a good, that's a good uh, damn. What? Ooh. So do you, do you, <laughs> oh shit. Don't hit the wrong button. Do you think any of these people are going to quit and go to work for Starlink? No, no, no because they would have by now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but when when you get sold, but but hold like on. if if you're if the city of Monroe was to sell you to the city of Middletown, would you still work there? Well, yeah, as long as I'm making what I'm making now, I don't care. Okay. If I get the same Bad analogy, I if, guess. if I get the same benefits, it doesn't matter. Well, but but these but, the, but you're not. Excuse me. These people <laughs> these people aren't going to. I mean, most people in these positions. Are, maybe they th- maybe are, they'll see this as like oh now we actually might have a chance to do something right my, my dream my vision of what I'm doing is actually going to come to fruition instead of just all almost like theoretical yeah I work for Facebook a social networking group it's trying to why do are we doing satellite, satellite? yeah oh Amazon just bought us they're deep into this they actually have a rocket ship they actually have this they have a lot more money Shh, getting real so. I'm just saying. And and who cares? I mean, do you think Starlink really cares what they're doing? Because did you, I mean, we didn't even, we we didn't even know Facebook had a. Well, we we probably uh, talked about it and just forgot. No. No, I don't think we we ever did. Or we just, or it was just so, so like, I remember the SoftBank stuff. Right. But not. But but I don't. I there was I. Forgotten I, about. Facebook. I put this in there because I don't ever physically remember Facebook having their own internet. I, d- I didn't research either. or I whatever. Didn't and and so why would why would Starlink care about any of those people because they're already behind. Just like just like all these EV startups, compared to Tesla, they are light years behind. Five five plus years at least. In, I mean, but there there might be some research or stuff that we don't know about. Yeah. But still. Hopefully. 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 But still. Who knows? <laughs> Why do you have your headphones on the on the wrong way? I, I just <laughs> after he, my after he sound after, weird. After he my, tried to do a mic drop and he couldn't do the yeah, mic drop, so he tethered. did a headphone drop. Does that sound better Le- now? Left, right, left, right. It doesn't matter. Are these, they're not. They are left, right. Yes, you're, they are left, left, right. I mean, I th- I thought maybe, but to the left, to the left. All right, fellas. Right. Whoa. All you're right. Fine. Good no, night. I'm, I'm fine. Are you? See ya. Good Peace night. out, deuces. <laughs> Thank you for watching Dudes with Beards podcast. Thanks for listening. This has probably been for the one of DWB our longest shows. This has probably I, this been has one of be. our longest ones. Um, I'm sorry for some of my Don't tyrant raids, but I'm sorry for interrupting Darren three times at least <laughs> and pissing him off. But in the next four to five days, but he did mute dropping. us. He did mute us. He muted our group chat the other day. <laughs> And he you, thought he thought he told was, Siri to mute it, and he actually texted us <laughs> in our group chat and it said mute, and I was like, oh, 
Oh, I was, really? I was right at the end of my book. Greeting trends. Sorry for the interruption, but we had a power outage and the podcast was actually ended here. So I apologize. Um, we didn't get to say goodbye, but uh, we will see you in two weeks. And thank you for listening.